top four, you get a poster right there. And it depends on how I do right there. Hey, you never know. That would be something pretty cool I like to have right there and try to endorse right there. Human form right there. And it behind to be in on that top four right there. And you get some. Oh, sort that's of... a good guess right there. But Samus that... from Metroid is a pretty good one right there. Yeah, that would be my second. Oh. Princess Peach would be my <laughs> number two right there. No, we're going to be sued for sexual harassment now. Wiggly, wiggly, piggly, crackle barrel. Frangible. Yeah. Bath of Franks. The ultraviolet password. Frangible. Covered in blood. Yeah. Did you say Philly That's cheese disgusting. or cheese steak? I think you. Frangible. Thanks, Obama. Hey, tweet us at the podcast. Let me have this podcast. Tell us to shut the fuck up. Blasphemous. Frangible. Blasphemous! Oh ran the show, and now it's just you know you can tell he's just bummed the whole time. Like he's depressed. I mean, hate to hate to be like a fucking liberal snowflake with my dog, but you mean like a person who cares? <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's what I was getting. At. All right, we're all on. Yeah, hey man. Go. Hey Bob, what's up, brother? Go on, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? It's the National Guard. I love the hat. Yeah, it was a free giveaway to NASCAR race. Shocker. They should be. Uh, they should <laughs> be paying you to work to promote that. Man I did your... do fifty push-ups in a minute to get that. Man oh, wow. that's impressive. No, so instead, one... I just uh, punched a guy out and stole it. Yeah, you have to do it. <clears throat> one of the. Um... You have to do it. John, at six thirty, I have to go for like ten minutes, but then I can come back. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, that's fine. Some shady deals. Um, Somebody at, at work. It's buy, buy, sell, sell. So, is that in an hour? Yeah. Okay. I just have to drop keys off to a neighbor, so I would be like ten minutes or something. You and like your that. neighbors. No, I'm so like You're like so the local cop. You're too like the local cop. Too much. Somebody at work is from uh, Tennessee, and they were like, they were talking about the wildfires. Oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, do these. Do these wildfires smell like the crosses that you guys burn in Tennessee, or are they is it a little bit different? <laughs> Just without the like, sense of uh, kerosene and linen. On the campus. Those are the ones that burn on the campus. Right. Of the school. <laughs> While they interview right. their uh, coaching, their opening. Yeah, yeah. Priorities. Bob, Bob Coon's in the house. How's it going, buddy? There's a nice southern Your gentleman. Your flow behind you. Is that from the fires, or is that uh, lighting? Oh, yeah. Your... Yeah, no. Nah, yeah wildfires that's going on that's now, the, the air is really bad out here anyway but <clears throat> there's like an advisory i even to go outside because it's so bad like what? my sinuses just like walking from the, to the car just like awful just smoke it just smells like you're in a fireplace that's crazy man. you know in the winter time oh, when you when weird. you can smell somebody burning fire it, like a you know yeah. and you can smell it looks kind of nice yeah. It's yeah. like that times a hundred. You're just like it's Ugh. that nice, you know, in the wintertime when you walk out. That's that, you know, it's that cold, crisp yeah. air. It's that light fire smell. It's not probably what you're dealing with, you know. Right. Yeah, I kind of like it. It's the closest we'll get to like <laughs> burning leaves. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was like. <clears throat> you knew when you there was like a hint of fire smoke in the air that it it may be snowing soon. Right. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, that's what it was. You got that hint, and you're like, it, I'm definitely banking on not going to school tomorrow. And then you go to school, <laughs> and you're just like, that lying fire. 
What was the deal with burning leaves too? Was that illegal or something? Remember, it was like, oh, somebody's burning leaves. It was like a, it was, it was, really it was like a problem or something. It. People were really getting upset about it. I don't know. I think maybe it was yeah. illegal. I don't know. Bob, I don't know. Bob, was, it, was that illegal to burn leaves? I remember there was like a stigma about it when I was a kid growing up. Somebody's burning leaves. You're like, oh, somebody's burning leaves. It's like, so what? It smells very gingerly and nice out here. Maybe some paprika in there would splash it up. Yeah, but what if a breeze blows through and blows some burning leaves onto someone's shed, and that shed burns someone else's tree, and then your house is burning? And then yeah. the Maybe whole that's what it was. In flames. I almost did that to my neighborhood. I <laughs> used a little bit too much gasoline on a wood pile. Uh oh. Got got a, got very aggressive with the gasoline, which you don't need to do with dry leaves. No, but you got gasoline. <clears throat> you got aggressive with it. I burned myself. Like I caught on fire, and everything around me caught on fire. <sighs> Jumping jeepers. You should yeah. see Bob's backyard, Clark. It's, um, I don't know, 40 Sports. giant trees, like huge Ooh. trees, like like Return of the Jedi when they go where the Ewoks are. That's like Bob's backyard. <laughs> oh, regular Douglas fir collector. Oh, Actually, you'll see me out there next weekend with uh, uh, Yoda strapped to my back and he's, you know, <laughs> slapping my ass with that thing. Oh, yeah, man. You got, I bet you got some quads too, Bob. You look like it. Welcome to the show, by the way. It's good to have you back. Human ninja turtle. I feel like you have quads, multiple quads on your property. Is that true? Yes, yes. Um, lots of things going on here that uh, I, I really can't discuss on this podcast. And lots of things going on here. <laughs> we have to bury the headline. No Quad up. You guys have any lime or anything? Is it like a shortage here or something? Yeah, lime and, and some black paper bags and duct tape and lots of bleach. Yes. And eat bleach maybe a, too. Maybe a large burlap sack. <laughs> yeah. Some or bleach a to get that you out. Want to just get rid of. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're reading a podcastle uh, news story in live print, then obviously the natural thing to do would be to read us. But if you're listening to us and you have Twitter on your phone, then I guess you should tweet us. Snap us. The underscore podcastle. Nerd.35. Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. So we got a lot to talk about. But the story that the world is talking about this year, okay. naturally, is Little Round Top from the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, there were two things that always stood out in Gettysburg to me. There was Little Round Top. God. Not to be confused with uh, Little Bighorn, which people do confuse. Because of the names and the alliteration. One was 11 years later, or 12 years later. Little bit uh, uh, But the Devil's, Devil's Round Top was the other one. Is that correct, Bob? Was that the name of it? Yes. Yep. Okay. And can you give us, sh- shed some light on what both of those are? Shit. Well, Little Round Top was the, the end of the Union line on the second day during the Battle of Gettysburg. The Battle of Gettysburg took place over three days. And basically, the Confederates pushed the Union Army through the town, up onto the hills, and the Union Army, uh, after the first day, spent the entire night digging in and reinforcing their lines up on top of the hills, one of those which was Little Round Top. And that was the end of the Union flank. So if the Confederates could crush that side of the Union line, they could, they could basically roll across the entire Union Army. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. And he stopped uh, them. And he stopped them, yes. right? Uh, yes. And uh, the, the 20th Maine was the regiment that was stationed there on, on that on Little Round Top, led by Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, I believe who was an English professor at Bowdoin College 
in Maine before the Civil War and enlisted yes. when the Civil War broke out. Was he a black Which is man? where they got the... Ins- <laughs> he was not. Chamberlain, where, I don't know. Will. It's a beautiful mustache. Well, that, well, oh, yeah, Will Distill. That's where they got the inspiration from uh, Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks' ha- character. He was an English teacher. Uh, um, yeah. I think. I think. I'm like loosely based. I'm not sure know. about that Tom Hanks character, but it, um, that sounds. I mean, that sounds right to me. Let's just go with it. Yeah, sure. let's, I Facts. don't know if that's 100 percent true, but I, I think a, it was. I don't know if that's true. Alleged. That might have been pulled out of the. the uh, <laughs> we live in a generation like, where we're fast and loose with the facts, anyway. You know? Yeah, that might that might have been pulled from that part of your head where you think it's true and you kind of believe that it might be, but you're going to go with it without a fact. Like it's like yeah. Trumpisms, you know. I heard a guy say that, Bob, so it's true. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was was uh, Devil's Round Top, which was Devil, Devil's Den. Devil's Den. Devil's Den. I mean, I'm sorry. Devil's and Den. what was the significance of that? Of that part of of, of well, that battles? was that was actually a rocky area, and I don't know for anybody who's been to the battlefield at Gettysburg. It's you know the topography. It, it's very odd. Uh, yeah, it is. Especially really? for that. There's like a castle in the middle, which oh. I don't think was part of the battle, but they like threw There's that in there. Giant rocks everywhere, and that's essentially the giant rocks leading up to Little and Big Round Top, the two hills over there, where the Confederates were pushing through on the second day of the battle. Mm-hmm. That Devil's oh. Den is right there. And you know, there's a famous picture of a dead uh, Confederate sharpshooter uh, in Devil's Den, you know, made by Matthew Brady, where he actually he staged it. He drugged the guy over there and 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 set him up uh, underneath like, the rock. Oh, wow. It's like the woods start to, you know, thin out. And yeah. then there's these, there's like this miniature, like, mountain in the middle with these giant, like, boulders that it's so bizarre. Yeah, and it was left up. Battlefield. Yeah, it was left yeah. up to Joshua Chamberlain to, to hold that Union flank there oh. on top, a little round top. And basically what happened was eventually you had, you had a Confederate line pushing up there. It was, uh, I think it was General Oates uh, and his, oh, his from Alabama pushing up the hill. And they went up there. They, they hit them like three or four times and got pushed back. Eventually, Chamberlain's the 20th Maine. They ran out of ammunition. So he ordered them to fix bayonets, and they actually charged down the hill. And that's what wow. saved Wow. Yeah, when you mentioned the topography of Gettysburg, you have these like rolling hills and you have these yeah. fields. And then there's like heavily wooded areas where they fought. And then you have these like yeah. mountainous it's almost like, these, like a miniature uh, like a mountains jumping out. It's yeah. If there was no battle there, it'd be like a great place to go paintballing because you could really yes. like. Okay, you'll go from the woods. You'll First flank them here. Yeah, and and it's it, Gettysburg. Correct me if I'm wrong here. There was no significance of the town. It's, that's just where they happened to meet for the battle. I mean, it was, it's not like it was a, a sprawling industrial town that like we must take Gettysburg. Oh no, no, it was. There's a sleepy farming community, and the only reason why the armies ended up there is because the roads all met there. And there would have been a battle at Gettysburg no matter what, just because back in those days, the roads all met up there. I, I, one time when I was a kid, I think I was 10, and I, I stayed overnight at the Gettysburg Hotel like the, in Lincoln Square there, you know, the nice hotel. And I was so into the Civil War, and I drove – I remember the, the girl at the front desk. Her name was Pam, and she was so nice, and Pam. I drove – her crazy because she was i was like the only kid i think staying there it was like a weird it wasn't like a holiday or anything it was just like a like an august night or something and i would like run around and i was like four score and seven years ago and she's like is your dad needing you back in the room i just drove the staff nuts like i was like jumping on things and it was add and it's like i was so happy it was like my disney world loving the civil war to go there um so if you go to the park there's this kind of like 
little brick. No, like a it's a stone fort. I don't think it had anything to do with the battle. It's just kind of there. Was that like a tourist thing they put up later? Or is they, there any significant? Because you could like run around it, but it's small. Yeah, they they built a ton of monuments there after the battle, and it actually, to a certain extent, Fine. was a little bit overdone. You know, it, it kind of ruined the the history on the battlefield to a bit. You know, they built a lot of these monuments uh-huh. in the early 1900s when these uh, the Confederate and Union veterans were, you know, they're, they're starting to age out and they're starting to die. And, and a lot of these were a tribute to them. And I think they went a little bit overboard, but it's still, it's still neat to this day to see some of those. Cause that's now yeah. part of history as well. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I wonder when the last guy, the last veteran of the civil war died. Do you know what that history mm-hmm. was? It had to be, I, I think it was, I think it was 1958. Wow. I think, you know, the exact date, the man's Thank- name is penis size. His his cock, yeah. his cockering caliber. It was in the fifties. It might have been fifty six. Might have been fifty seven, fifty eight. But it was a Confederate veteran, and uh, I forget the guy's name. But he oh, wow. that's he died because they they actually for the the commemoration of the fifty year anniversary of the Gettysburg Battle, they actually had a bunch of the veterans, Union and Confederate, camp out like they did during the battle, and a bunch of those guys, the veterans, died during then because in the nineteen thirties, you're talking some of these guys are you know fifty, sixty, seventy years old, and we're going back almost a hundred years. So yeah, right. Rough shape. Bob, so a lot of history there. What, what happened when the Civil War ended to the Confederate soldiers that were like captured? Did they die, or did they have to like bend the knee or pledge fealty no. to Abe Lincoln or something like that? No, Lincoln made it very clear to General Grant, who had the terms of surrender at Appomattox, uh, to General Appomattox. Lee. Appomattox. Basically. Oh my Basically, we're going to treat these, we're going to bring them back into the United States. So we're not going to punish them right. for what they did. Right. They're going to establish commerce because they're like their brethren. They were soldiers exactly. in an army. Yep. Yeah. They and Grant making the decisions. Grant let the soldiers go uh, and just made them put their arms up, basically, but they could keep their horses. You know, because that's that was important back then for farming because they're going to have to, they're going to, have to go back home then and start over. Yes. And the South was decimated. The yeah, the Reconstruction period is, is, uh, is you know, a very interesting part of history, too, when you look at, you know, all those America's sons and daughters going back down to the gentle yeah. farms, and, getting the crop, crop, crop cuts going, the crop, the crop and, portions, the crop stocks. you got to understand, too, a lot of these generals and the, the, and the leadership in these armies, Union and Confederate, served together during the Mexican-American, the American-Mexican War in 1848. So they they were all they all knew each Old other. Rough and ready. Grant was really great friends with James Longstreet, which was one of Lee's top generals in the Confederate Army, and they actually sat down the day after the surrender uh, at the Appomattox, uh, the McHenry. Uh, it's not the McHenry Farm. It's the farm there, uh, yeah. where in the parlor, and they actually they they kind of re uh, renewed their friendship. So oh you know, wow, that going on too. So you you had. And Grant was James Longstreet. Is he? Longstreet. He could also he, like if they put on a play, a pirate play. He could. He would definitely be Blackbeard the pirate. He has a vicious, almost long beard. sharp-looking black beard. Oh. Yeah, he he was he was the best general he had aside of Stonewall. Stonewall was a little off the reservation, and you know eventually he got killed. God fearing man. Yeah, was Longstreet was uh, excellent. Was the Mexican-American War the one with old Rough and Ready, old Zachary Taylor? Was that where he got his fame? 
No, that was the Indian Wars. I think Indian in the Wars. Uh, early eighteen uh, the uh, in the eighteen twenties. That sounds about. This Longstreet used. guy doesn't get more notoriety. I mean, what the fuck? He's so cool looking. He was his best general. Uh, he was a Confederate soldier. He was. He was part. He was. Oh, he, he was a led the Insurrection. Never mind. <laughs> Secesh. That man is Secesh. I mean, doesn't uh, they did what they did? You know, it was what it was. But you know, and after yeah. the fact too, uh, Lee and. Lee was smart enough to see too that you know we're, we're beaten, so we're going to lay our arms down. We're not. They, Lee could have had his whole army bleed into the Appalachian Mountains and conduct guerrilla warfare, and just yeah, right. wrap all this out. You know, it, it would be like us being you know Israel and Palestine. Isn't it yeah, stupid? Right. I mountains mean, too. if they didn't, don't you think the Confederate was sitting around going, "Well, uh, if we fight them and we lose, then we're really screwed." But, you know, why, why don't we just try to work out some sort of, like, uh, wean-off plan, the Slavery Wean Plan Act, That's where so slowly over time it happens. Yeah. And yeah. you Father learn how to live and to make money without slaves. You learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. yeah politically, that wasn't going to be an option. It, it, the Civil War had to happen. It, it should have happened a hell of a lot earlier than it did, and it's amazing it took right. out. Those Southern Dixocrats are going to be having none of that weaning out plan. Southern Dixocrats. Some some attribute uh, this cause of the Civil War, one of the biggest ones, the lack thereof for action by uh, the country's only president from Pennsylvania, James Buchanan, the only bachelor president, too. He basically did nothing to avoid Civil War. Probably was gay. Uh, Yeah, is that what they say? I can see that. Yeah. It's not confirmed, you know out there and once again there's certainly nothing wrong with that but right back well, in yeah. case, that would have been earth shattering oh you know, of course it would have been lynched martin what people don't realize too is there was also you know during martin van buren who succeeded uh, uh andrew jackson as president in 1838 had uh, his vice president had an african-american wife so oh, could you really? if van buren oh, had, yeah. had been killed or wasn't able to perform his duties anymore, and then you elevate his vice president, I forget the guy's name, to the presidency, and we have our first African-American first lady in 1830. That would have made the... That would have probably... Dixiecrats tremble. Blown the pants off. What about the guy that's uh, played by Tommy Lee Jones and Lincoln? He had a black wife. Who was he? Oh, my gosh. I think he was Thaddeus Stevens. That yeah, sounds correct. That's who it was. It was something with an yeah. S. That's what I remember. And he was Thaddeus Stevens Thaddeus. was good old Thad. <laughs> was against slavery. Right. You know, very hardcore, hardcore conservative Republican at that time. Yeah. That's that's kind of where and, and the movie speaks for itself with him. Yeah. Oh, he was great. He always like one upped everybody in that big room of yelling. Yeah. Yeah. And he kind of, I like the the, yeah. the Pictures of him sitting back too and listening to them talk and argue, and he's just kind of sitting there and waiting. Yeah, he's soaking it in. Little Tommy Lee Jones like eye rolls. He's so smart. I've been trying for like a year to push Jen to have our our wedding at Wheatland, the home of President Buchanan in Pennsylvania. You can rent it out for weddings, but I would want everybody in in period clothing. So I'd be like, (laughs) "Hear ye, hear ye!" You know, and they'd be like, "An oracle and a statement from his." You know, sir, sir, grace. They're like, please, sir, we're we're not paid. You didn't pay us enough to do the period talk. 
and I'll just be like, righteous nun, God fearing ye. And they're like, please, sir, please. And I'm like signing decrees and things that don't mean anything, like orders. Bite your tongue. Gluten-free pancakes will be revoked. <laughs> we'll be eating the finest of wheat here at Wheatland. Huzzah! Huzzah! I want to, uh, bizarre, I want to touch on this. John, uh, John posted in the thread earlier. You mentioned the, the Disney Fox Ooh. buyout. Yeah. It was really a good article. I want to get Bob's take on this, too. Um, Disney obviously does a lot of good, good moves, very smart moves. They've done some bad ones. Uh, but it is a business. And I mean, the, the return alone from uh, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, everything, it's, it's, it's topping. It was a $16 billion price tag for, for all that together. And it's topping over a billion a year. And so they, they made some good moves. But what is this Disney Fox buyout? This is the. For the studios, the movies, right? Disney and Fox would merge. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, they could acquire twenty first century Fox in a deal that could be soon announced. Marvel, which means not only do they have the rights to the Marvel characters, they have the rights to everything. So they, they have a right make, to your life. They can. So now they have Star Wars and they have Marvel and they have all Marvel people because I think like Sony owned a lot of Marvel and Disney bought it and then 20th Century Fox owned like a like X-Men and uh like X-Men and Avengers were owned by two different companies that's why they're never in the same movie but now Disney uh, has brought them together Where's Theodore Roosevelt the trust buster when you need him we need a trust buster So that's the ball game then I mean I know. That's the next it. thing they do is buy the DC universe, uh, you know, Superman, Batman. And all. Yeah. When they buy yeah. Batman, that's the end of it all. And they will. That's what they're jonesing for. I think that's like the big grand slam at the end of all this yeah. buying of pop culture, multi, like blockbuster movies. It's the only. It's everything. Uh, these are the only movies that people go to the theater for now. These blockbusters. And you probably saw domestic. this coming, too. Yeah, because when, when, you know, like Spider-Man came out and the whole star of the superhero uh, yeah. film franchise thing, right. they were watching these numbers. And, you know, by the time Avengers came out, it's grossing over a billion dollars. Yeah. You started seeing them acquiring this. And I think you're right. I think they're just going to keep buying it. Yeah. Bob, do you think there's any stopping Disney? I mean, I love Disney. I'm a huge fan of their product. But I know aggressively they're very, uh, Sometimes very a aggressive. Sometimes too big for the bridges. A little too big for the dick. Legally, uh, they're they're well within their their grounds and they're they're fine with these mergers. Um, and I think if there's no legal recourse, that's the only thing you can do to stop them. So it is what it is. Right. And if they're yeah. making the product better, then please buy everything because that's what they're Absolutely. doing with Star Wars. I mean, we get a Star Wars movie every year now because of Disney. Uh, the, the, they're making Star Wars Land in Disney World. It's like its own separate park. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's its own beast. Come on. It's its own beast of burden. And do that and with Marvel it, now. Yeah, they're just going to keep going. I mean, the return on the movies alone they make from this, it's crazy. Oh. It's still still the their number one moneymaker, though, is their theme parks. Out of everything they own, they still make the most money off of. And, and if you've you ever been there, which I know we all have, oh. I, you get it. There's a billion people there, and everything's 80 bucks, and you're buying it like a fool. I always say to Jen, like, I'm not going to go nuts. And 10 minutes in, I'm like, turkey leg, please. Yeah. One turkey leg. I don't even fucking like turkey legs. But I was ordering, like, mutton chop turkey legs yeah. the last time. I was like, a turkey leg. And I, I had a bratwurst. I mean, 
the stuff that would give you diarrhea on a normal day at Disney, you're just happier. Like more, more mead, sir. Did you say oh. meat? No, mead. More mead. Heavy mead. <laughs> Having yeah. diarrhea at Disney, I mean, I think there's really no, no better place oh. to have it. Oh, Absolutely. True. The bathrooms are always clean. I, I, was, I was there for my birthday once and I was in the bathroom taking, you know, taking a piss. And there was a guy in there cleaning and he's like, happy birthday. And I was like, wow, you guys are really friendly here. When the guy cleaning like the bathroom floor has a smile and is like, happy birthday. Because I had a pin on, you know, it's like happy birthday they gave me. Um, everything there. But you get they, it, right? You get They why. treat their employees very well. And oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that, yeah. That, that's one of the things, you know, and I, I hate the whole big Disney thing, but I I love Disney World. Oh, me oh, too. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. I love Disney I can't World. wait to take my kids there. I want oh to take – I can't wait to see their faces. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, that's like a, a version of Christmas with kids. Like it becomes magic again, you know. It's like, oh, they're, they're, magic they're believing this is real and, you know, that's what it's There's all about. There's something for everybody. According yeah. to a report, uh, the assets – could be valued at as much as $67 billion. To put that into perspective, Disney made huge waves in the industry with, with its purchase of Marvel and Lucasfilm, and those only cost the company $4 billion each. Oh, only. Madness. Disney, Disney owns ABC. Or yeah, is it, right. it, ESPN, too. Correct me if I'm wrong. It might be the other way around. ABC owns Disney. I'm not sure. Disney yeah. owns ABC. Disney yeah. owns ABC. So, and, and ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. And a million other things. The ABC Studios in um, Burbank here is in the same lot as the Disney Studios. It's the only lot you can't take a tour of. They give like special tours once in a while, but you can't get in there. Like Good. Warner Brothers, you can go there any day and get in. But it's very secretive. And the Good. fence <laughs> the fence around the property is like those spiked fences, you know? That's a classy looking place. But at the Ooh. top, there's little Mickey Mickey head, uh, so it's like these sharp things with these little Mickeys. Yes. So you're like, yeah, it's not so bad. It doesn't look that overpowering, <laughs> um, but it's <laughs> but it's, it's Disney owns ABC. Yeah, ho oh, ho, you just got impaled. Oh, oh. Oh, come over here, Goofy. He just killed himself. Why you he's Goofy anyway? Tell your friends, or I won't save you. Oh. <laughs> Go- Goofy was a dog, right? Goofy was a dog. Yeah, he's a dog. But and Pluto man. was too. But Pluto didn't like talk. Yeah. Goofy was like a hybrid. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah, Goofy was a character. Pluto was, I think, just more of a like kind a of pet. like sideshow kind of thing to, you know, I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, like Support. a pet. Yeah. Just yeah. like a, a companion. Goofy, or was he just such an ugly man that he was just, he looked like a dog and gorsh. Bob, you were watching uh, Mickey Mouse Christmas? Yes, oh. with my daughter and... Wow, I haven't seen that movie in 30 years. So it's so um, good. Jiminy Cricket. He's is, the ghost of Christmas yeah. past. Yeah. Present. He wakes up past. Scrooge. Yep. And then Jacob Marley rolls in, played by Goofy. Yes. Which is the best Marley yeah. I think I've ever seen. Oh, I think he's when he falls on the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How does he like exit though? He's like, don't you know, wait too long. And the door. Spirit, whose lonely grave is this? Why you, Ebenezer? 
the richest man in the cemetery. Yeah, and then Scrooge he falls down. Like Scottish. <laughs> Scrooge was yeah. Scrooge McDuck was was Scottish. Oh, yes. Little suckled pig, plum pudding. And I <laughs> suckled pig. <laughs> suckled pig. Arms for the poor. Now who was okay? So he was Ghost of Christmas Past. Who was present? I don't know. I was on my phone uh, texting about show prep with you guys. Uh, present, present was the giant. Line. That 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 giant, you know. Oh that right. That they had James and no, uh, the giant like the beanstalk giant, right? Yeah, yeah, it was the giant. Uh, yeah. And then the the ghost of Christmas future was was Pete, you know, like the scary looking cousin of kind of goofy. He's like in the goofy family. You don't oh, really know what he's a cat really? or something. He's the bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big guy. Cutting Edge Radio mm. here at the podcast. Snap us. Um, Cutting Edge. <laughs> you need to give an update about California wildfires. Oh, yeah. What's going Fire on? Fire And I can almost hear it. going on? You can hear them. I just su- suggest you better get your okra, your cucumbers, and your chicken ready because LA's going to be frying tonight, everybody. It's just going to be frying with some collard <laughs> greens, some succotash, your okra ready. Your okra. Black eyed peas. Okra. Smells like Johnny Cash's kitchen. house is uh, in the path of the fire, in danger. Johnny Cash's house. I don't know a house out there. Uh, Me too. That. I thought he was a Tennessee man. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he had a bunch of houses. That, uh, yeah, he probably had one in L.A. for like when right. he recorded right. and stuff. No, no offense to you, Clark, but that kind of diminishes the man in my eyes. Well, yeah. me too. I was let down. I hope it burns. So that he only has one in Tennessee. <laughs> I hope it burns. These fires started, there's like five different fires happening. They all started overnight. They don't know what caused them yet. They're not ruling out arson. Uh, but there's been crazy winds, which, uh, you know, a cigarette, yeah. 70 mile an hour winds, a cigarette yeah, could just kick it down. So that was probably something like that. Those but gusts. Still, still, uh, you can still smell the smoke very heavy uh, permeating the air, but it's... Uh, it's not too not too far from here, but I think I think it'll be all right. So you have as the flame as a flame takes me out. I'm like everything yeah. will be fine. <laughs> we just see it shatter the windows. Gusts. So you have like highways in between Dusty you gusts. and and so it be right. it would be really difficult for the flames to jump right. over the the highway. Yeah, well they'll be stuck in traffic. I think for for you so know, you're burning death in your car. Yep. Yeah. Right. It'll it'll get pulled over for not having documentation, but then let go. <laughs> it'll be okay. In fact, the fire's outside cutting my lawn. No, it, it's it's terrible. It's not funny. It'll go I mean, under. It'll go under nobody, the bridge. Nobody got hurt, so it's okay to joke at this point. It's quite right. fine. But yeah, the fire, there's a... Okay, so there's a museum called the Getty out here. And it's right by the 405. And the 405 splits um, this area called the Getty, which is on top of a mountain, Santa Monica Mountains, and then Bel Air. Um, you know, where Will Smith, Fresh Prince, that show was. The fire have, has reached there, and four homes have burned. So it's right, like, it's edging on to, like, the nicest neighborhood in L.A. So there's, like, 300 firefighters just trying to, like, stop it from taking any any more ground. But the winds, is what I'm reading, are just so crazy. Mm. At this point, their, their fight is almost fruitless. They just have, you know, fixed-wing planes dropping the, 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 the retardant, and they're, uh, they're trying to just save people. At buildings at this point, it's not so much an offense of, you know, 
the fire they're just so bad because of the winds. Mm, the wind gusts. I'm looking at that giant uh now. Gusty. He he was funny. He has that big one big giant tooth right in the front. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he like Christmas you picture him like <laughs> cutting a, opening up a can with one tooth. Eating the grapes. <laughs> so well, yeah. Oh, dude, I mean, Hopefully, what's going to uh, happen? Yeah. Stay I'm gonna safe. Watch, I'm going to watch Disney's Christmas tonight. For lack get, of like, great. Will they eventually like force you to evacuate? Or suggest no, you to evacuate? I don't think so. I don't think it's that kind of seriousness. But I do think mm. uh, the other ones, I mean, the one near me is not that severe. But the other ones are, are crazy. They've already burnt like, you know, 55,000 acres. And it, it, it just, what? it's tough. To, to, to get that under control. It's a weird time of year for fires. Was, I didn't realize it was a bunch of separate fires. I thought it was kind of all one big thing, like the big, fat, stupid white American I am. But No, uh, no, I, I thought the same thing, but there's all these little ones, and uh, the reporting is very scatty on it, you know, because they're like, wildfires in L.A. are crazy, right. but there's one in like four different, they're all in like four different counties, but they're yeah. all over Southern California, so it's kind of lumped together. You know? yeah. Like, I feel like there's one burning somewhere every day. There's one burning in my belly right now, burning in my lungs. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean that's, that's kind of real. <laughs> no, 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 we got that fixed. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll class it back up a little bit. We're going jump to jump into a break right now, but when we come back, we have a little bit of John's favorite segment, World War One Trivia, and it's going to oh, get no. slicey. No, no. <laughs> Just kidding. What, what we meant to say was we're going to have a little <laughs> trivia with Bob, and the topic is post-Civil War Reconstruction period. Oh, hope, you like, okay. hope you got your carpet bag shoes on, you scallywag, because it's going to get juicy up here. I want to get into the, to the Olympics. <laughs> the yeah, we got, Olympics. We're going to talk about Russia boycotting the Olympics, and does anyone care? No, Russia didn't. Did no, Russia, there's more okay, to well, it. It's, it's yeah. deeper. Russia got suspended from certain events in the Olympics, and then they boycotted it. Yeah, yeah, there were, there were we do not, we do not here in Mother Russia, we do not accept Western influence in terms of our cheating. Trotsky, uh, comrade, if they boycott, they boycott Borscht. Wow. God, darling, If Donald oh, Trump wants cool Russian hookers to pee on him, he can do whatever he wants. We have the video. We have video here in Mother Russia. God, Red Square. Crumbling. We lay down under glass coffee table so Donald <laughs> Trump can lay down under glass coffee table while I diarrhea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Real as a bit. Yeah, it's a storyline. Sixers win 101-81 and that... <gasps> oh my god. Oh, my drawers soaking wet now. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be ants in them tomorrow. Sticky ants. Because it's, it's jizz. It's coming. Sports with John, John, John. Oh, my God, John, John, John. Dude, this has been an hour. No, we're going to be sued for sexual harassment now. And the talk of the town, of course, is Russia. Olympic boycott. You guys hear about this? Russian thing. I know you did because we just I talked about it. I thought they were it. banned. They were banned for juicing or something, right? R- right. Something. And then, and then they said you can compete under an independent flag, which will be interesting to see what kind of flags they come up with. What the hell does that mean? And then does that mean? I heard 
Americans are going to do something crazy anti-Trump. Mm. The athletes. Say, say, you know, no matter what your feelings are, your political persuasions and all that stuff, say, save that for something else. Don't, you know, you're there for your country in the Olympics and you represent America, you represent your country and, and do your best for your country. And, and you don't need to make a uh, political statement on the international grounds there. I agree 100 percent. It's not a stage to vent your political frustration or whatnot. You're there, just what you said, couldn't have said it better myself. You're there to represent your, your, your nation, put your best foot forward, you've trained for this. Yeah. You owe it to yourself, and you owe it to your, your, your countrymen. Oh. You know? <clears throat> I'm always... I'm, uh, sure I'm sure they'll do something. Some uh, jackass will do something. I'm you know, always whole, in like, favor of, of anarchy. Yeah. So what about, um, <laughs> like, when, if they win a gold medal, they do something, like... Hold up a middle finger to Donald Trump or something like that. Is that still like just like those black it for guys something did. else? Yeah, like the black guys raised the fists. No, be... no, that's not the forum for it. You know, you can do you can do other things to if you don't agree with Donald Trump, you can do other things to combat that. You know, you don't need to do it at the Olympics. And these are athletes who have spent their whole lives training, getting up to that point to try to do what they're going to do, and for them to make a political statement. At that point in time, if they're you know successful in what they do, is right. I think it it, it it takes away from from right. what they done, and it takes away from the United States of America in that situation. Yeah, it diminishes like, it. It's like yo, I I thought this was supposed to be about you winning a gold medal, not about how much you hate Donald Trump. Now we forgot about you. We're thinking about Donald Trump. Thanks. Someone's gonna kneel down or do something Something's stupid. Something's going to happen. Yeah, Mark what Bob said though is true. Something crazy yeah. will happen. Mark his dick with an Etch-a-Sketch smelling right, marker. And that's like it's what we were work. talking about. We were, <laughs> <laughs> we were saying, I watch sports to escape Sienna. politics. And now they're so interwoven that it's it, there's no escape. Oh. Yeah, now we watch the news to escape from politics. Because it's everywhere else. Yeah. The news, they're like, a flying squirrel is driving a car. And you're like, yes. Yes, yes I need this in my life. Yeah, um, I, oh, yeah I feel like it's going to happen. News. But... So if Russia is banned, but they're allowed to do it under an independent team, does that mean like – any okay, the Russian bobsledding team or whatever it is, they're going to – they can they, – they're all Russian, but they can do it under like – we're not Russia. We're yeah. the team, team Struganov or something, but How it's Spanish. still Russia. So, so if they want a medal under this team, the team would get the medal, but it would Russia couldn't claim victory kind of thing. Yeah. They Isn't that the same thing, though? Flag. That's not really a true boycott. That's not a true suspension, no. then. That's like saying. That's, just, that's optics. That's just right. optics. You know, it's just so Russia can't be there. You know, oh, you know, who, who on them? No, so. It's in South Korea, right? Seoul. I'm not sure. It, it, the Seoul, it, it's the Seoul Olympics? I'm not 100% I, sure. <laughs> Let me double check. Quite honestly, uh, I really don't watch the Olympics. They're not. It's not a great. I love the bobsledding. Same here. I love the bobsledding, and let me tell you something: the two-man luge. Holy crap! Ooh. If those guys Ooh. don't get married, they are know. very nuts to butts. Yeah, it is crazy. Pyongyang. I don't really watch the Olympics either. Um, I, I feel like it's too long, and it's and and it creeps up on you. Like, hey, are you watching men's, you know, uh, spelting competition today? I was like, no. It's on at 2 p.m. If you want to watch, no, I'm I'm working. I, I I can't watch. 
I'm not watching this. I enjoy the snowboarding if it's at night and there's nothing else on and, you know. Drunk. The flying tomato and all those guys. I, I can get into that. Or the one where they just go. Phoom. Oh, the ski high jump. Nobody in the right mind would want to do that. Uh, I'm going to launch you down this uh, this this pad. And the sheet of ice. I, I saw when I was in Salt Lake City this past summer. I saw where they held the Olympics there, and oh. was it 2008 or something? See? 2004? I'm not sure. 2002? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, right. I, I saw that, and you couldn't pay me enough money to strap no. my ass into no. a bunch of feet and send yeah. me down that thing. To how do you, you train know, for that? It's not like you just pending death. It's not like you just do it one day. It's like well, you just, now that you're. Uh, you just do it, you know, yeah. you're down the sheet of ice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Winter Olympics are definitely more exciting than the summer, in my opinion. Yeah. But those guys, when you see that, it's uh, it defies gravity. It defies, like, you know, physics. It, it, just how fast they're going. It's insane. And, it's and they bring it just work out. You're, you're 125 feet up in the air, and uh, it's, it's yeah. really hurt when you land because it's, it's, oh. it's all ice and hard It's a doozy. And I think because we were raised or brought up during the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing, figure skating from for me for some reason I I pay attention to. I want to see if they can do that. Boom and land and whatever it's called, triple axle, quadruple axle. Yeah, the triple axle. Triple bypass. I get into that gay shit. Black swan. Hey, that's okay though. You know, that's okay. Want to do that? That's okay. It's, all it's right. fun to doze off and watch. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to be laying around a lot, sitting around a lot with this infant baby watching the Olympics. Bobby if Cosmos you look at a babysitter, you yeah, be cut, yeah, there's when when the Olympics come to town and they bring a lot of money in. It's interesting. There's websites dedicated to after they leave the amount of um, you know like abandoned stadiums they build for like two weeks and they never used again. Yes, uh, it's crazy. Like in in China, they have that. There's even one. On a website I was looking at, they had the Olympics in, I think, Sarajevo in 84, and you can yeah. still see the, like, lose things up, but they're riddled with, like, bullet holes in the wars. It's sad. Oh, it's sad, yeah. It, and, and it happens very quick. Like, even the ones in Sochi, you see, are, like, you know, they, they just build these massive stadiums and things like that for, like, two weeks, and then, then they rarely use them again. They just kind of rot away. I wonder what this bird's nest they had at the Beijing Olympics in 2008. Uh, I wonder, did you remember that thing? It was that metal structure yeah. that looked like a bird's nest. I, remember, I, wonder if remember they, I think that's where they did the opening ceremonies, too. Craziest opening ceremonies. I think like so, of all yeah. Time. It was like futuristic. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. It's interesting to see that. I think, I got to look this up, but the next Olympics, I believe are in Seoul. They play baseball? No, it's um it's Pyong uh Pyeongchang. No. Pyeongchang. It's, you imagine? Not Pyong, it's not Pyongyang, that's North Korea. Pyeongchang. Oh Pyeongchang. No. I need to uh get a geography lesson. I, I have no idea where that is. Pyeongchang yeah. two thousand eighteen. Kabaracha candidate city. It's in South Korea though? I mean, I'm guessing that's in South Korea. Yeah, no, if they don't get nuked. Yeah, right. I don't think I'll, think I'll skip out on those games. <laughs> hey, you, yeah, you have a new competition. Not get nuked in the face. All right. All right, we'll All try. Right. Yeah. Try to do Whoever that. can throw the nuke closest without hitting Guam. <laughs> North Korea. 
hitting an American territory and pissing off the United States military. Yeah, was, right. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be here they are. Here's what they are, boys. Damn you guys ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Lay it off. Oh, yeah. It is Pyeongchang in 2018. Doug. And then it's going to be Tokyo in 2020. I guess that's the Summer Olympics. Hmm. Pyeongchang, awesome. by the way, is. Uh, it's it's in South Korea. It's not far from from Seoul. I guess that's just more of a remote area Probably. they can have it in. So Pyeongchang, uh, t- Tokyo, twenty twenty, Beijing, a lot of Asian countries. They got it again. Twenty twenty two, Beijing's having it again. Twenty twenty two. I guess this is the, the Winter nest. Olympics. Getting its new new run, second run. Yes, get get its new litter of, of Tweeties. Uh, Paris, twenty twenty four, and L A, two thousand twenty eight. Oh my so, gosh. Oh, wow, L A. Clark, yeah, they're going to have fire battlers going on there. <laughs> we need more traffic. How is that going to happen with all the traffic in that city and how overpopulated it is? It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. I don't know how they're going to pull it off. They did it in 84. Yeah. And I guess it more manageable. But oh, now, shut the highways down. They'll shut the yeah, highways like, down. That's all they'll do. They'll shut the highways down and make sure that everybody who's there for the Olympics can get to where they're going. And, you know, the rest that's of the poor souls who actually live there are, Saps. you know, fucked. That's why I'm so glad I work, like, two miles from my home. I don't have to hit any freeways oh. necessary in, like, everyday life. I can, you know, it's not required. I remember when I worked in, you know, West Hollywood, which is where I live, is over the hill. It's, like, a big commute. When Obama came to town, like, every – he came to town, like, every weekend – for a fundraiser when he was like, you know, running mm-hmm. uh, yeah. re- for re-election, and they would just shut things down, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. That's what they just, did. They just shut it down. Oh, you, do, uh, you don't matter. How often do you think shit gets shut down down here with that fatso coming down like for the 18th oh. time in, in the last year? I can't imagine. Dude, they <laughs> shut down like the airport. That fatso coming down. That McDonald's <laughs> eating orange fatso. Did did you guys see the, the the book that just came out on him? I guess that a bunch of uh, Lewandowski, his former campaign manager, is pushing forward, and the amount of fast food that Trump eats. That's why I just said that. He yeah, goes on I like heard binges, that. Bob. He goes on Fat Boy specials. Yeah, like two two Big Macs. <laughs> now, for dinner, two Big Macs. Two. Order a Kentucky Fried Chicken to, and then let's hey let's send it up to uh, Trump Force One and uh, oh. let let our orange face leader. I I didn't realize it was that bad. I read during his uh, during the campaign, he there was just McDonald's they ate all the time. And if you look at him, he's he's a really fat man. Yeah. I mean, when he's not wearing his big tie covering up his belly, he's got a forty inch waist. It's it's massive. Yeah, forty inch waist. His waist is so huge. Like he, he's just such a pear shaped loser. Getting fired by Trump could be the greatest thing that ever happened to me, says Corey Lewandowski. Is this who you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The guy, he's one of the, he co-wrote the book. Wow. And they alluded to that meal, though. He really had, like, two Big Macs. Yes. He would have two. How do you finish one? At that age, I'm a big guy. I'm a big guy, and I'm I'm kind of a fat ass. And I can eat one Big, I eat one Big Mac, and I'm done. I'm good to go. I mean, and John can attest to this. I mean, we I've eating clinics, you know, at McDonald's drive-through after a night of drinking. Yeah, but in, that's a night of four. drinking. You know, like it's different. Bingeing on junk food and fast food when you're hammered is one thing. 
eating it just every day as your dinner is so gross and so bad for you. And the, the man who's Does running he eat the it? world is doing that. How is he not dead? How is he not dead? I know. I know. Does he eat it every every day, though? I mean, is he, like, at least more than, like, three times a week? Somebody I don't know. Said. I don't know. I mean, the White House kitchen, you can get anything at any time. I mean. Yeah, you get whatever you want. I mean, the president, you get whatever you want at, at any time, and it's free. You're not yeah. paying for it. McDonald's. I don't here's know, how many, <clears throat> Here's how many calories Trump's McDonald's order contains. Oh, my God. It's a great picture of him here on Air Force One, eating out of the fries with an open Big Mac. And the greatest... <laughs> Fat person, cherry on top to any McDonald's order. Uh, a Diet Coke, please. Diet Coke. Yeah. No. Diet I'll Coke. take uh, 15 Diet Big Macs, uh, three fries, and four double cheeseburgers, and I don't want to be a savage, so I'm going to order a Diet Coke. Yeah. You know, I'm watching my figure. I'll just do the Diet Coke yeah. after that 1,400 calories of artery-clogged cholesterol, you know, <laughs> dishes that we're, we're, we're fixing up. The Diet Coke, please. It's disgusting. Uh, I eat McDonald's maybe once a month, and it's always like a breakfast. Usually, it's like a hungover kind of day. I'm like, oh, I'll just go get like a sausage, egg, and cheese. But to get like the cheese ste- or the cheesesteak, what's they have cheesesteaks? The cheeseburger once in a while. Okay. Um, it I, I immediately after I'm done, I'm like, I know why I don't like ever go here. It's all a McDonald's. First of all, their food is not real. I mean, it's not natural. Right. And- I, what I do is I come home from work and, well, I drive home from work and then stop at a fast food drive through and shame eat it in my car. And like, yeah, my right. Wife, like, a, like a wonderful pot roast that we're going to have or something else like healthy. Home. And no, nah, I'm not food. hungry, you know, because yeah, I just right. shame ate, you know, uh, four double cheeseburgers in my car on the way home like a fat ass. You know, yeah, a fat I ass love it. Fat. I do like when you do the get McDonald's though in the car. I always eat in the car. And it's always yeah. I always listen to like talk radio when I do it. For some reason, I think that like cancels it out. I was like, well, I'm get I'm edu- I'm listening to something like political, I'm learning something. But I'm eating like this food. Well, what you know. do too is so your your significant other doesn't realize that you've consumed this garbage. Uh, you take your shirt off in the car and park uh, in the parking <laughs> lot. Of, wow. Of, of the selected fast food restaurant that you're shame eating in, and uh, yeah, it's called the maneuver. You know, yeah, the maneuver. Just, yeah, you just you eat the food and then you put your shirt back on so that you don't stink and you didn't get any ketchup or mustard or anything on your shirt. So there's no evidence to you know she could date. I think it'd be funny if the wife like just have me driving by and she sees you with no shirt on, even down to the car, and you're just like, <laughs> there's no explanation to get out of that. You're just like, yeah, no, this is what we're doing. This is where I am, and then you start crying. <clears throat> yeah. Do you cry when you eat the, the McDonald's like that? Shame eating. I feel like after the third burger, I might start crying. I should. But, yeah. I should. I don't. I mean, it's Makes delicious. And then, like you said, 30 minutes later, you feel like a piece of garbage. Right. Yeah. Physically, you just, I don't know, you don't feel good. Yeah. But, um, so let me ask you a question about this Olympic thing on the political platform, on the political stage. How much is it more about, how much is it about the athletes competing for their country versus, do you think, the country's leaders being like, you know, you better get out there and win and show us good. Because I know, like, during the Cold War, you hear these stories of Russia being like, don't, of Soviet Union, like, don't fuck this up. You need to represent, you know, this is like war. And then America's like, yeah, America, we're going to do this. But some other countries, they're really, like, under the gun of, like, you better not fuck this up. Like, we're counting on you. This is us versus America. Do you think it's more political as it is, um, you know, friendly competition for your I, country's life? I think it was, I think it was more political, uh, 
back, like just you said, in the Cold War days. And I think it's more political for countries who aren't superpowers like America, who don't have to compensate with their Olympic greatness. Uh, for their lack of like, yeah, their stand. yeah, yeah. For the, for the, for the, you know, they're making up for the lack of what's going on in their country and, you know, potential human rights violations. I mean, I heard, you know, Uday and Kusei, uh, uh, Hussein, uh, Saddam's sons, you know, their, their soccer team lost in the world cup. They lost one of the divisional finals and they threw these guys in, you know, they threw the soccer team into a, uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but yeah, right. I would kind of believe it from them. They threw sure, the soccer right. team into, you know, like a septic tank. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I believe that they're, they're, they're yeah. maniac, homicidal maniacs. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why we had a bunch of Navy SEALs go and kill them. So. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah. Love those movies too, by the way. But back to your point, though, I think yeah, I think it was much more political back uh, during the Cold War. I don't think it is, it is as much as now for like us and maybe even Russia. I don't know. I mean, I think in the eighties they probably had uh, some men on the uh, on the uh, Russia women's gymnastic team. I mean, there was there's some bulges in oh, those wow. singlets, but uh, or at least they they were pumping those women up with enough to yeah. stop around. To you know, get them through it. Yeah, and a farm farm raised uh, testosterone steroids and some Russian. Yeah, and Soviet that just shows farm. you. That just shows you what like they're little. They're they're little. They're little people. Like really, if you're gonna do that for the Olympics, I mean, right? Get right. the yeah. fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. The Olympics too were held in Germany. I think it was 1932. 1936 in Berlin. 36 yep. Berlin. Jesse Owens. Yep. And uh, Hitler. There was a story going on with Hitler there. Wouldn't even be photographed with him. Right. He, was, he was an African American. Ameri- he was an African American. Not want to be involved. In. And he would not be photographed with him because, uh, well, we all know Hitler. That goes lost everything that he stood for. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hair lip couldn't have any imperfections. Yeah. Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. Brown eyes, brown hair. Was a, had some Jewish blood in him. Hated the Jews. Was not even German. Austrian. The, the, the amount of, of hypocrisies we can go on forever. Oh, it's ridiculous. But it's amazing <laughs> to think, though, that they were held in Germany in 1936, given that uh, well, they, the climate four years later, how it would be. Yeah, but we were and, – and to kind of throw the U.S. under the bus here, we were a bit complicit with – you know, their actions over there and they were already starting to trend towards, you know, certainly they weren't doing what they were doing, you know, with extermination and things like that during the war. But they were trending right. towards, you know, uh, you know, this 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 culture, this this perfect Aryan race. And we were you know, kind of we, complicit. We, we were complicit with that for a little while. And, you know, shame on us for that. We yes. Should have done it. And if that were today. Well, maybe not today. Maybe, maybe Trump would be like, yeah, we'll sponsor it for you. But in, in modern times, I feel like we would be less likely, to, knowing what we know now uh, at that time, to, to do that. I would hope so. And I and I really think – I think we all get down on this country because we see the – you know, we see what's going on with our presidency and our Congress right now oh and, and things going on. And uh, I I don't think – I think we've we, we've – to a certain extent lost our moral compass because we are so enamored in my team versus your team. Right. Yeah. It's split right down the middle. And on one side of the token, I hope it's just a, yeah, you're either Democrat or Republican. Right. It's, there's no in between. You're not a moderate. You're just, you're, it's, it's right. It's black and white, right or left. 
And I hope that in the long run, it's just a small law in the whole history of this country where it's just a few years, like the Great Depression was a few years and things like that. We can get over it. But you're right. And, I, and on one side of the token, you know, you have people doing whatever they want, uh, saying the most horrendous things and uh, getting away with it. And the other side, you have people saying things that could be relatively harmless and they're losing their job and all this. I, I just feel like we have the moral Advice. compass is all out of whack, you know. I could say John touched me inappropriately when he was two. No, and then also he's losing everything. But then you could be like, oh my gosh, you know, Roy Moore, a a heartbeat away from being. I I would like to state for the record, I got to jump off. John Hassinger touched me inappropriately uh, a few years back, and he's going to reassess his life. Well, I'm uh, going to appeal that so I can stay on the show. But hey, boys, (laughs) I got to go. Heather's uh, not feeling too good. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. I can leave it recording. I can keep you posted. I'm not sure. She just threw up, and her, she's got, like, crazy heartburn, so I'm just kind of giving her some cinnamon toast and some no. apple cider vinegar honey oh. and making sure she's all right so I can keep you posted and let you know. Cause, I mean, no, we can wrap it up. I actually got to go give my neighbor the keys. So. All right. Um, so it's it's a good time to wrap anyway, but I, I want to write this down for the next show. We got into a good topic on more compass and the Olympics, so um, I'll see it's a good time first. to wrap. All right, Bob, Thanks. do you want to wrap it up, man, or do you want to do you want to go a few more minutes? It's your call. You're, hey, you sure? know, it, it, I'd love. I'll still talk to you, Clark. I mean, we can go. We can go a little bit if you want let's to. Let's go a little bit. Yeah, let's. Uh, it's your barbecue, Bob, and it tastes good. So let's. let's jump, <laughs> hey, this let's is jump this is your this. show. All right, Just let me. Uh, John, John will edit this out. Let me grab another cold drink. Because um, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm an Irish alcoholic, and I'll be right back in 30 seconds. Yep, absolutely. And John, you're going to hear this in when you cut this episode, and I don't know if I should be. Riffing here or not? Clark's coming back. It's going to save my ass. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for riffing, and we're back on the Bob and Clark show. Bob Clark. (laughs) We're not going to say Bob's last name. However, we did get into a discussion about the Olympics and World War II, and uh, to get your you're a Civil War guy. You, you're, you, I know you're a history guy in general. American uh, history guy, but yeah, and I and my expertise is probably in the Civil War, just because that's what I like to study. To and I'm not smart enough to really learn about too much else. So, oh no, no, oh not gosh. at all. But it's, you know more than most, uh, and, and especially with the Civil War. Uh, but going back to the Hitler thing in World War II, um, during that time, and America not being complicit and all that, there's an argument about people saying. Well, America knew that the concentration camps were happening and they did nothing. And I find that hard to believe. To Maybe there were stories, but I, I don't think that happened because two, two things. One, we went in there, we kicked Hitler's ass, and we you know we saved the fucking world. And we liberated those camps, and, or the, the Russians did some too. And two is um, it wasn't like today where we could send in SEALs in covert, you know, halo jumps. It was a Hitler took over Europe. We couldn't just take the keys and walk in and be like, "Hey, we're going." We had to fight through like countries 
to get to to get to the deep Europe. We could could have just walked in there. So I find it hard to believe. What do you think about that? You think that well, we, we we knew? I mean, I I I hate that argument. That so do I. We were complicit. Uh, complicit. Uh, I, it's a weak argument, and it's not based in any kind of history that actually happened. Uh, we were we were in we coordinated with the Soviet Union to crush Germany when we moved in there, when the out, when the allied forces, the British and the Americans and the Soviet union moved in, you know, closed into Berlin. And when you look back at the history of the Holocaust, what Hitler tried to invade Russia and he, he made the same mistake Napoleon did. He invaded Russia in the winter. Right. And the, his tanks, you know, they were, they weren't even usable in the snow. And it, Russia did the uh, it couldn't be scorched fun. earth policy too. So the farther they got, they're like, we have yeah, no, they, the supply lines are cut. There were some nasty ba- Russia. There were some nasty bastards, uh, and they uh, didn't give a shit about their uh, their human beings that they were putting up front there. Not at all. <clears throat> Battle of Stalingrad. Yeah, exactly. Yep, you're right. That's where the Germans got their ass kicked. They got their yeah. asses handed to them. Uh, but a lot of Russians died there too, and. Right. So you had both of these forces moving in, and what really pisses me off about that complicity argument is, I think, completely debunked by the fact that once we liberated these concentration camps, once the allies – I can't speak for the Russians. uh, Maybe they did the same thing. I I don't know. Uh, They're – you know, they they had horrendous war atrocities as well during World War II, but once the Americans – the purges. Yeah, yeah. Once these Americans liberated these concentration camps, they made the townspeople come in and walk through them so they couldn't deny that this was going on while they were there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and it pisses me off, too. The reason I brought that up is it was a half of – somebody recently brought that up with me. Someone that doesn't know anything about history kind of thing. So I knew what I I was dealing with here, and I dealt with it with a grain of salt. But based on no fact, you know, they kind of did, well, we kind of knew – and I, I did ask, where, where do you get that? Well, you know, we no, no facts. Um, but I just said just what you did. Uh, it's based on nothing. And yeah. say we did know, which we, we didn't. You're not just going to, Hitler's not just going to say, here's the keys. And uh, the argument I always say is, well, why did the Jews fight back? And they're like, oh, well, they did. There was, and I'm like, yeah, there were stories, but there wasn't, no. Like, you, we, it was, the whole argument is debunked about we knew because we, we did it. Yeah. And that was made clear through history if you if you yeah, it's called that. it's called the final solution i mean and that's what that's what hitler was doing he knew he wasn't going to win the war essentially at right. least tactically or geographically so he no was he was just going to kill as many jews as possible at that point yeah just totally off his hinges and yeah. if you when we talk about him going is it all right we we, we branch out to this world war ii thing oh yeah 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 if we if we talk about uh, when Hitler went into Russia against the advice of his generals in winter, which is the same mistake Napoleon made, if he were to regroup, recharge the batteries up, wait till spring, would he have succeeded, or is there, there just no way, just because you know, Russia's too big? I think eventually, first of all, Russia geographically, I mean, you look at that on the map, uh, it's too big. It's a continent and, to its own. And Hitler made his first mistake when, you know, after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, he declared war on America, I think, like a few days later. Uh, right. That was, that was a huge mistake because not just the fact that, you know, okay, America's going to go kick your ass now. No, it was about the Allied 
response to all of that. And, right. and that's what did him in. I mean, and he was, he was, and he was like, he was on meth for most yeah, of oh. oh yeah. A lot of those guys were on all kinds of drugs too. Yeah, the so Nazi soldiers were on meth. Yeah. To keep them oh going. Gosh. Yeah. You know, and, and they were stretched too thin too, I think. I mean, you have the, you have the Pacific theater and Japan there, um, fighting that out. Hitler's, you know, the, the axis of the, the axis of evil, the three of them. Italy w- wasn't really doing much. Um, Hitler kind of had to send Rommel down there to bail out Italy and Africa. Mussolini was, uh, he was almost a, he was a puppet of Hitler and he was a, he was a pussy. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they, they took care of him though. And he died. He was, he yeah, was dragged through the, the streets. Square. They hung him up in the square and they hung him up for so long after 24 hours, his head popped. Yeah. And they pissed on him and everything, all kinds of stuff. But when Hitler, when he stretched too thin, you got to think you have Europe, you're going after Russia, you have, you know, Rommel in Africa, the oil supply line alone to get to these things and the troops. I mean, when, when D-Day happened and the Normandy invasion, a lot of those guys were like Norwegians. They just threw guns at, and you know, you're going to fight for us. They were really stretched thin. At the end, it was just kind of a, just a mess. Yeah, it was an act of desperation just to, just to a certain extent. And he, he could have, in 1938, when he, was, he had almost crushed the British and the French forces at Dunkirk, he could have done it. He could have right. done it with the ground troops. didn't even have to do it, but he wanted to have the Luftwaffe come in there and, and you know, show the German air superiority, and they didn't get the job done. No, no, those Messerschmitts. Thank, thank God. Yeah, that's an amazing story, too. Uh, but when you talk about um, the end of the war, 1944, 1945, yeah. of how isolated he became. I mean, Berlin became a frontline city to look at yeah. – how had that empire shrunk and the mistakes he made in the last two, three years. He was it, in a it, bunker and that yeah, bunker a, still exists today. There's a children's playground over top of that and it's not even marked really. Right. Yeah. The fewer bunker. Yeah. And, and it's all still down there where he killed himself, where, uh, Goebbels, I think blew his brains out. Uh, Hitler, I think did a cyanide pill, uh, and then shot himself and him and Ava Braun, and then, you know, the first they tried it out on the dog Blondie. The, the, yeah, uh, right. The so. German Shepherd. Yeah. yeah. And, and and at the end of the uh, at the end of his life there, he was still like moving uh, uh, like battalions or infantry, or, you know, units on a map that weren't. Ex- I mean, he was still convinced. He was, he was a micromanager. Building. He was micromanaging everything. Everything's falling around behind him. He still thinks he's in charge and that, you know, this is he still thought. Or maybe it was his true denial that he was still gonna make this happen and con- like you know we're gonna re- regroup and defeat them here. I mean Russia is at your front door; they're literally like two kilometers away, yeah. shelling the bunker with with you know tank you know shells. It's just exactly. crazy. It's amazing. Exactly. I heard the Russians were pretty violent too. After they took over Berlin, they were like raping people. I mean they it, they they weren't the greatest to have. Well, they, they were great allies in that war, but then you, right. know, you sell your soul on the other side. And we knew we knew it was coming, you know, because Franklin Roosevelt had deals with Stalin where, quite honestly, Franklin Roosevelt at that time, you know, during that war was he was very decrepit, was very ill. He was dying. Right. And it was a matter of time. And then Truman had to take over and Truman went to the Potsdam conference and was taken aback by Stalin's brashness. And the way he conducted himself, oh, really? he just had a disregard for human life. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. So he was just like, we're going to do this, this, and this. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And Truman's like, whoa, whoa, like people are going to die. Yeah. And Truman, Truman could, could, you know, work us, work us in there, but he couldn't control what's going on over the other side of the line. So, and I mean, Stalin the Soviets lost probably 25 million people during that war. That's wild. Yeah. That's insane. And I think during Stalin's, uh, his whole, um, you know, leadership, uh, it went up to like, I think it was 53. Yeah, something like sixty million Russians from purges and starvation and died. I mean, him and you know, he was a bad man. He was a bad man. He was a bad man. All those guys too. They they all looked evil too. After you get into Stalin, you had you had Khrushchev, then you have was Brezhnev. Brezhnev. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Khrushchev, Khrushchev uh, through the Kennedy years and some of Johnson, and then he had you know Brezhnev, you know through Nixon and what a dark time. Those guys, yeah, but yeah, it's wild to see that, and uh, and he, we spent we spent them into the ground. The, the the only reason why we won the Cold War is because we spent the Soviets in the ground, and a big part of that was the the American space shuttle, because yeah, the Soviets yeah. saw the space shuttle and said, "My God, they can launch this thing whenever the hell they want to, and put up a spy satellite or spy on us whenever they want to." That's amazing. And it's so amazing you just said that. I was reading an article the other day about Russia, the Soviet Union at the time. They they had a failed space shuttle program that they yeah, wanted to Buran. do. Buran. Right. You, you can see pictures of it. It never made it to yeah. like where you they could made, launch they it. Made. Right. And there were these, yeah, there were these uh these like warehouses, these hangars, and you could see they were trying to like do a rip off space shuttle. It never even made it to like being operational. They flew one mission. Oh, they and did. They flew, it, they flew one mission in 1988, and they flew it, and it, it was successful. It was a two-hour mission. It made one orbit, and it came down and landed. Wow. But you know what they didn't do? What we did, because American astronauts had fucking balls. Yeah, was, right. They, they didn't fly cosmonauts on it because they were too afraid of the boosters and everything involved. We flew Americans on our first space shuttle launch in 1981, and some of the best Americans, you know, the best astronauts that we had going at that time – and that just says so much about our country and how brave it is for those guys to do that. What did they send up there? Fuck was it a, Russia? Un, yeah, fuck them. Was it an unmanned? Yeah, Buran in 1980 was unmanned. It was completely on. It was completely, uh, you know, computerized. Oh, and, and they could have flown. They potentially could have flown the space shuttle in 1981 the same way, but they didn't want to do it because the human factor was so important involved with all that stuff and maintaining yeah. the integrity of the vehicle. They have no balls. No yeah. balls at all. Yeah. It's interesting to see that too. The space race whole, is fascinating. Oh, that's their whole space program too, because they they it wasn't like the United States where they they would announce launches and then show them on national TV in their country. They didn't do that. They announced the launches after they were successful. They didn't oh, really the launches after they blew up or had that's, issues. In America, you know, everything was on TV and we saw our successes and our failures. Live, uh, you know, right in front of you. That's very fascist, you know. It went great. The the thing went great, and uh, hey, we 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 won. <laughs> right, absolutely. Yeah, there there wasn't a comparison. I wonder how many years behind they were too during the space race. Technologically, they had, they had a moon rocket that was probably too complicated, you know. That I think even if you had, because here's the deal: you had after the end of World War II, you had a bunch of. German scientists and these engineers, you know, Warner von Braun is the one we got who built the Saturn V that took us to the moon. 
but you had a bunch of these German scientists and engineers who Russia and the United States were closing in on Germany and they weren't, they knew those guys were there and they were going to get them. Yeah. And they already saw the space race happening at that point. We needed those people. We got some, they got some. Interesting. Smart people too. Guys that you put in the think tank and then, yeah, you know, you have this, this, and this, how do you make it work? That's people don't understand. The Germans were launching rockets and bombing London with rockets with the V two. The V two, right? Yeah, the V two. They had like uh, all kinds of prototypes going on too. They were working on like this. Yeah, you know, it looked like the stealth almost. It was, yeah. it was wild. You didn't have to fly bombers anymore over London and subject them to the the you know the chafing and the and all the the, the crap the the anti aircraft fire you know you just launch a oh, yeah. over there and and knock the shit out of you know four blocks of a London you know city street. The V two rocket is an evil weapon, man. When you see pictures of it and stuff like that, yeah, and what they did. Oh yeah, uh, the winged aircraft, the are the uh, the flying wings that they called them that they were working on and yeah, that thing weird. actually got up. That thing would launch and would go up to 115 miles high and then come back down and and find its target. That's wild. It was uh oh it was it was a it was a, a guided missile yeah. rocket. They they could guide but, it back. But I mean accurately. It wasn't just yes. we're shooting this direction. Well, That's amazing. Somewhat, you know, accurate by the terms in those days, not not quite as accurate, you know, as we would expect now. That's amazing. That's incredible. And you owe a lot to the to the to the British too, to the UK for for staving them off during that war. I mean, they were really backs against the wall. And we screwed them as the U.S. We screwed them. We didn't give enough supplies. Yeah, Chamberlain, you know, and and Joe Kennedy, who was the ambassador to England, you know, oh, John yeah. F. Kennedy's father, was an apologist, you know, saying for the Nazis, basically saying, you know, very let's, much so. Let's just let's just close it down. You know, don't worry about it. He you was know. a piece of shit too, Joe Kennedy. Oh yeah, like having sex with you know sons' wives. I mean, just oh, a yeah. real, just a yeah. real, real maniac. And made all of his money through organized crime. Yeah, bootlegger, rich yeah. bootlegger. Oh yep. my gosh, amazing to Run see and that. rum, baby. What's that? Run and rum. Run and rum. Yeah, that's all he did. Run and rum. And and yeah. and it's when you when you talk about Kennedy getting elected and all the money and the strings that were pulled, it was very planned like joe kennedy was supposed yeah. to be the president and he died so john was next and you yeah know. yeah the son joe died on a bombing mission in uh, world war ii it was basically right. a suicide mission anyway i mean he he shouldn't have taken it it was stupid but yeah, he, that's what they did yeah that's what they did you read a book recently um it was bill o'reilly it was a crock of shit apparently yeah what book was that though i can't remember I read his Killing Lincoln book. Yes, that was it. That's and I, it. Got, I got halfway through it. Yep, and it's, I couldn't finish it because of all the historical inaccuracies. Because what I do, I, I don't just read one history book. I, you know, I majored in history. This, you know, and it doesn't make me any more well-versed than any other person. I mean, you know, there's people who could run circles around me in this realm. Not at all. But – but when I read a history book, I'll, I'll read it up to a certain point and then I stop and I either pull what I have in, you know, my library, you know, my <laughs> modest library, you know, of, of Lincoln or Civil War era books. Yeah, right. And I try to compare and contrast what was happening at the same time and then go through that. And Bill O'Reilly's book didn't stand up. That's a really smart approach to do that, too. I, and it's funny you say that. Maybe think about that as I bought um, – 
killing Kennedy in, in D.C. when I was going back in September. And I, I got maybe, it wasn't halfway through, it was maybe uh, a quarter way through. And the inaccuracies uh, were, were there, but w- was there a lot. And I don't know if this was in the Lincoln book, but he gave a political tone because Kennedy was a Democrat. He kind of shared his distaste for the Kennedy. Believe me, there's reason to distaste a lot oh, of things absolutely. he did. But I, I felt like he was putting more of a opinionated spin on it that I just wasn't vibing with me with the book, you know? It, 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 it kind of jumped all over the place, too. What I don't like about his books is they're, he, he uh, advertises them to be historical, you know, reflections of what happened on this date and time. There's too much fluff. There, yes. I, I don't like fluff. the fluff. There, there shouldn't be any fluff. It's just the basic facts. This is what happened. And sort of defending him a little bit in your comments is every book is written through a refracted lens of the time you write it and the time it happened in history. So, True. and you, as a human being, you, you can't help, but sort of spill over some of your bias. And that's true. That's and, true. But, and, but his, he takes it to another level. You know, that's, that's just, it's ridiculous with what he does. Absolutely. Well said, but the fluff I don't like either. Don't you feel like history is interesting enough where you don't need, it's interesting enough. You don't need the fluff. It's you. It's better. It's life is better than fiction. What is the thing? Stranger than fiction. The facts. Just state the facts. Just state the facts. It's amazing. That's and it. to look at to look at Kennedy in the in the Cuban Missile Crisis and how close. Oh yeah. We came to war. I mean, it came down to like RFK talking to like a you know a diplomat, and there's all kinds of backhand deals. I mean, it was yeah. they were ready to fuck some shit up. And, and we still have those back channel deals now. And the, the stave off disaster. Yeah, RFK did that, but John F. Kennedy. What, what what basically staved us off from nuclear annihilation was John F. Kennedy stopped listening to his generals who wanted to use that option, which they redeemed themselves <laughs> for the Bay of Pigs. Well, not just that, but militarily. Here's what you got to understand: militarily, soldiers trained to fight, kill, and break things. Right. So that's what they're going to do. And you take that to the, 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 the most extreme level, which is nuclear weapons. Yeah. So that's, that's where it would have gone. And he, he, John Kennedy knew that. And, you know, I, at least, okay. Okay. I, I can't speak for John Kennedy. I don't, I'm not sure if he knew that, sure but he, he at least, he at least, he at least acted like he knew that. Right. Because and, he was stopped listening to these guys that are like, well, we need to, yes. we need to bomb them. We need to start the raids. Yeah, because this is what these guys train for. This is what they want to fucking do. Yeah, they need to prove so, something too. They have all these these huge, you know, bombers and planes and missiles. Um, let's use them. And and Kennedy took control, almost like a micromanaging position in that case, and it worked. Yep. You know, he had McNamara. Uh, you know, at the um, I forget where it was. He's the Secretary of Defense. Secretary of Defense, and I think they put him in charge. I mean, like ground level operations. They basically he, put him in charge of what was going on at that point with the movement of all the Russian assets, uh, you know, towards the United States and Cuba. Everything going on, and and it and it worked. It was one of those things where it really worked. And uh, what's really smart about that is uh, the backhand, back end deal, the backdoor channels just is smart to do in case you do have you know a lunatic in there. You can be like, well, well you talk to him this, and we'll do this, you know. You know, thank God for that. You know, because you or I wouldn't be here right now if nope. uh, if 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 things went differently. And I hope 
I hope that we still have that type of back channel access right oh, now. No, no matter who our leader is, I don't care what your political persuasions right. are, leaders. But, but just the technology available. Yeah, yeah, just just all the buttons out there. Um, one last thing I'll bring up because I know it's I know it's getting late. We should wrap it up. But uh, I can go. I can go for another two hours. I, I could too. I know Let's you could, this. man. You're tearing it up. The Kennedy. We still agree. Lee Harvey Oswald just had a very lucky day. That day, he had a good day. Not a conspiracy. Uh, as we know, the 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 uh, Kennedy, the the files that came out this year. That the court order that was in '91 that allowed them 25 years later to most, come out. Most of them came out. Most of them came out. A lot of stuff we already knew, though, right? Yeah. There wasn't anything. Yeah. No, there was nothing was Right. Yeah. It was just Kennedy like sex. You know, things happen here. Um, but in Dallas that day, how close uh, were people uh, ready to go to war that day? I mean, people didn't know who killed them. What was happening? Tensions were high. Was it more tension than? than then people associate with that. Well, the FBI already had him on their radar and they knew about Lee Harvey Oswald because of his trips to Russia and his trips to uh, Mexico city. Um, right. And they, they had him on their radar and a, lo- a large part of this, this appearance of a conspiracy is the FBI trying to cover their ass because basically they fucked up and should have nailed Oswald before. Let he him go. Him. Yeah. Yeah, he was in like an, an FBI office like a week before the killings or something, right? He gave an interview to an FBI agent. Uh, I don't know if it was a week before, but it was uh, it was maybe not a week, but it was, it was pretty close. It was pretty close. It's pretty wild. Um, so the FBI was trying to cover their ass there, and that's why you have these conspiracy theories. But here's the problem, though: the FBI, and even today, this this works the same way. Even after nine eleven, you know, we we have investigations on these individuals, and they're in the system. But, you know, and I'm sure we're, we're certainly much better than we were back then, and we're able to network a lot better. But we went to DEFCON 5 when Kennedy got shot. Whoa, we, I didn't know that. The Russians. Wow. Yeah, okay, so there was tensions, and we thought Russia was involved. We scrambled bombers. We, we, we did everything. I mean, we had bombers, I don't want to say flying over Russia, but they were pretty damn close. Yeah, and probably somewhere by Siberia. Because we thought it was a, an, a, 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 an attempt to, you know, cut the head off of the United States uh, leadership. That's where, and that's why a lot of conspiracy theorists pop up because yeah. of all this, because there was a lot of things surrounding that anyway. Yeah, because, and what it comes down to is, it's it's hard to believe a, a piece of shit like Lee Harvey Oswald. I think he was twenty six. Can you imagine being a twenty six year old? You're a washout from the Marines. He was a hell of a shot in the Marines, but you're a washout. You're, you're, you're floating around. You're adrift in life. You don't know what the hell you're here for. And you suddenly decide to, you know, get on board with this movement against Kennedy. And he was sort of involved with that, but not really. And then, you know, you have your November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas, and he had a good day. And he ordered the gun. He ordered like the gun from like an online or an online, like a catalog, right? Like he yeah. mail order kind of yeah. thing. And yeah. depository. Bolt action rifle. And that's it. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, the whole thing with the Kennedy fascinates me. It it always has. I'm a big big fan of the whole Camelot history. I just think it's just very interesting. Um, see how short he was in office for what you know his failures were, what his accomplishments were. And he certainly, and you know, I'm sure you know this. He certainly wouldn't have been. Uh, 
thought of this highly if he didn't get shot. No. No, Certainly. he would have been like a Jimmy Carter or something like that. Eh, I don't know about that much, but because he <laughs> did save us from the Cuban Missile Crisis. But he did. That is good work. That's true. I think. I think uh, the history of the Cuban Missile Crisis speaks more to that than his legacy does. So, hundred percent. Yeah, and it's interesting to see that when you talk about the the blockade and how yep. they were communicating from the White House to the Pentagon to yeah. it wasn't the Pentagon. Wasn't the Pentagon? Was the Pentagon built then? The Pentagon, uh, or was it, I think it might have been like the, the Department of the Navy yes. or something. Pentagon, the Pentagon was in there. Okay, the so Pentagon, it was Pentagon after World War II. Right, because I remember World War II it was like the Department they of the Navy. They had all the rings inside, but it, it was still the Pentagon. And McNamara was in there, and they had him That's what it was twenty four seven, you know, monitoring all the ships coming in out of Cuba and babysitting. Kennedy saved our ass there, and he yeah. he did a good job, and he got lucky. In certain extents, and he also did a good job, and you know that's that happens in any situation that anybody's involved in. Yeah, he did a great job. Well said. And and when you talk about on the political front, the diplomatic front, you had Adlai Stevenson um, in the UN talking with the ambassador, and everybody was just Kennedy was was or, orchestrating. You know, this thing. Adlai Stevenson slapped the pictures down and said, "What the hell are these fucking missiles doing in Cuba?" Right, and the Cuba the. The Russian guy didn't have his briefing or something because he, you know, yeah. they didn't have a strong response. He wasn't, he didn't suspect that at all. Yeah, they didn't know. We knew because we had the we had the U two spy plane, right? Which I w- I did want to bring that up too. Could you imagine being in a U two spy plane over Russia taking the? I mean, how scary would You're that be? You're flying at eighty thousand feet at probably like three hundred and fifty miles an hour, and you can see the curvature of the Earth. You're in space. Basically, right. it's black. 80,000 feet, anything over 50 or 60,000 feet, the sky is black. Yeah, that's pretty scary. And to do that, and how many of those were shot down, too? There were a few that got shot down. Gary Powers was shot down in 56, and there was another one that was shot down during the Cuban Missile Crisis over Cuba. Right. Yeah. No, right. no, I'm sorry, over Russia. Over so, Russia. Over Russia. Yeah. I remember, remember from the movie 13 Days, they, yeah. they, they showed that. Yeah. So, well, Bob, that's all the time we're going to have tonight. Uh, we do need to continue this soon. Uh, and now, and now, sports with John. This is the best one. Yeah. I agree. I, I do think they get better every time, but I do think every one was. Uh, now, the last one I did before you on this one was absolutely horrible on my part. What are you talking about? Shitty. Which one? The last show? Like your last appearance? Yeah, the one before this. Oh, no way, dude. No telling McClellan? Mm. That one was <laughs> so good. I feel, and there's a part of me that feels like so bad, like, let's craft the beginning of this show around the Civil War and have all of our viewers turn out. Tune out, tune out. That's why, dude, I mean, that's kind of like the gimmick. Yeah. With When you come on, because you know, dude, I was telling my dad about the Revolutionary War. He had no idea why it started. He had no clue. I was like, Dad, well, you know, this whole thing was built on rebellion. He was like, what do you mean? What does that mean? What do you mean, rebellion? I was like, the British, they were, they were raping us. What do you mean? 
the taxes. Boston Tea Party. What do you think that was all about? He's like, I don't know. Good evening, my fellow citizens. This government, as promised, has maintained the closest balance of the Soviet missile buildup on the island of Cuba. Dude, you guys, uh, within the past were, week, you guys were talking good jive. Earlier. Unmistakable evidence to establish the fact that the status of offensive missile sites is now in preparation on that imprisoned island. The purpose of these bases can be none other than provide nuclear strike capability against the Western Hemisphere. Upon receiving the first preliminary hard information of this nature last Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., I directed that a surveillance be stepped up, and having now confirmed a completed evaluation of the evidence and our decision and our course of action, this government feels obliged to report this new crisis to you in fullest detail. Starting tomorrow at 9 a.m., I have ordered John Hassinger to maintain higher surveillance security of Haya Ashley during her throw-up period. As they say, this is the final stretch. As he cooks on the grill, Era. he's also gone. <laughs> that, was a, that was a great, that was a dynamite second half. We got no, some, some history. That's Kennedy, the national address to the American people during the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, like, did you just, were you reading that or do you just have that memorized? Oh, no, I was reading it. Ah. No, he had it memorized. I have, the, I, have, I, have the, I have the first two I sentences it, memorized. Uh, uh, memorized. Memorized. You took Kennedy, Clark. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I will admit I do better job than William Peters, Peterson in, in the well, Rat Pack. Thirteen in thirteen days too. The guy who did Kennedy, uh, I actually saw him and met him at an airport. Oh, Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Yeah. His Kennedy wasn't that good. No, he didn't. I thought Bobby was good. Yeah, but he, Bobby was better. I wasn't buying him as Kennedy. No, I didn't know Kennedy's dad was like a Nazi sympathizer. Was oh, he, was a piece yeah. of shit. That was he was the ambassador over to uh, Great Britain. He fucked us over, man, before World War II. Fucked us. He would, like, fuck his son's wives and stuff. He was, like, a real piece uh, of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. And that. Joe, Joe Kennedy was not a good man. History. No, he was not a good man. And that is history with Bob. Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob history with Bob. History with Bob. Slash, slash, slash. Just the facts. Just the facts. Just the well, facts, guys, thanks for facts. hopping back on. I really appreciate it. Sorry, Heather had a major uh, you know, just okay? Yeah, just major heartburn, and she's never had it before, and made her puke. She was freaking out. You know, she can't really take medicine for it, so some natural right. remedies were called for, and I oh, wielded my, my powers. Oh, dear. No, please tell me you didn't use that arm. I did. <laughs> and the force. And now, the Golden State Warriors defeat the Charlotte Hornets, 101 87. Kevin Durant with the triple double, coming off his last game where he was kicked out, the third game he has been kicked out of this season. Do you think because he, uh, he joined an elite team that uh, P- yeah. people are going, ah, you got a championship, big deal, you took a shortcut. So he's getting a little frustrated because maybe so. even though he's, he's, he's having fun, he joined a winning team, he's got a championship now, people are always going to... He's getting red, yeah, he's getting red in the britches. Yeah, he's getting a little pissy. Getting a little yeah, loose in the loins. Shame. Uh, Roger Goodell oh. signs a new deal worth up to two hundred million dollars. Wow. 
Why? Why are they paying him two hundred million? I don't understand. Yeah, what shareholders agreed and, to that? Yeah, and like why? Like, uh, he's the CEO. It, it, really? I, who's sitting down saying we have to give him this money or else? Or else what? He'll leave? Then we'll get someone else. It seems like a a job that you can uh, either really fuck up or or not over. How long is the deal for? Five years. That he should be getting paid at most, at most, generously, like ten million a year. I mean, he's the commissioner of a football league. Yes, there's a lot of money, but, but two hundred million over five years for my, for my a, one and a half year old son could do that job. Yeah, I, it reminds I mean, me of, that job does itself. The it seasons are like nine months. Like, they're like what? What are the seasons? McMahon like would seven, eight months. Like, McMahon would be like, all right, you know what? The 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 patients are running the asylum. I'm bringing in Ric Flair as the new commissioner of Monday Night Raw, and he calls right. all the shots. It's like, okay, he calls all the shots, but like Stone Cold and The Rock and all those guys are still going to do whatever they want. Like, yeah. what is Roger Goodell really controlling other than laying down punishments? Nothing. It's so strange. $40 million annually. The owners approve all the bonuses and all the incentives are met. So I heard he wants, like, a private jet and, and life insurance for him and his kids the rest of their lives. Yeah, if, well, if I was him, and with the way people view me, if I was Roger Goodell, I'd want a private jet, too, because I'm not going to be able to fly commercial. I yeah, right. agree. I, I can't uh, be in the public light. No. Oh, yeah, good for him. Milk it. I right. Mean, yeah, I'm not saying, like, I wouldn't do the same thing. I just feel in the big scheme of things, that's kind of... Right. If you're in his shoes, go ahead, suck him dry. That thing is a money tree. So take as oh, yeah. much from it as you can while you're there. But I really don't understand the uh, the need to pay him. It's right. It's really strange. That's, that's very, how bizarre. And, bizarre, bizarre. And um, it's a bizarre, bizarre. And Jerry Jones <laughs> is all his britches are pissed off because he, he i think he was kind of like cornered into saying okay fine you can say it's a unanimous decision but he right. really hates someone else getting a lot of the, money the owners the owners got him on that one and he's a great owner for the dallas cowboys because he thinks he knows football and as yeah. long as he's in charge of the dallas cowboys they will never win yes. another national uh national yeah, it's great yeah he doesn't know anything about it yeah idiots so, fuck him so foolish they should have just did this, I mean, the writing's on the wall. If you get accused of anything right now, you're fucked. So take the penalty early rather than later instead of fighting it. And now Ezekiel Elliott is, is out during the most important part of the season. Yeah, get it out of the way. Don't try to, you know, uh, repeal it and do all the, the, uh, the appeal process when you know it's going to just tie it up. Just get it out of the way like Brady did, you know, five right. games mentioned him. They, they did good with him, and then he came back and, get you know, off. get another one. Get a month yeah. off. Serve your time. Don't uh, show the world what a great quarterback Dak Prescott is. Exactly. Yeah, right. Moving on. Continuing in football, I mean. More drama, more controversy. Talking about suspensions. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> and Rob Gronkowski. Greg Gross. Mm. Both suspended for one game. 
What okay. do you make of this? Rob Gronkowski, we're all, we all remember, drove his forearm into the back of the head of a man laying face down on the ground. And Juju smashed Vontez Perfect square in eh, right below the neck when he wasn't looking, making a block, which I thought was a legal block at some time uh, within the last five years, but apparently not. Uh, Vontez Perfect is, is on the Bengals, and the Bengals and the Steelers have a huge rivalry, and that locker room does not like him. And I think he had that kind Not of a fan. Yeah, yeah, he definitely provoked a little bit. He hit, but, he, uh, Bob, isn't he a dirty hitter? Perfect. He's a dirty player. Perfect yes. is. But he's the kind of guy you want on your defense. Of he's far, perfect is, is far from perfect. And you do need him on there. Hey, but I love that. This, I love that punch of taglines. Excellent, Clark. This, the suspension is light, though, right? I mean, compared to what like the other guys are getting? Yes. This, this, I should have gotten a suspension. He laid out the dirtiest defensive player in the NFL. And while I like his tactics as a defensive player, he's dirty. Yeah. And that, but that's what you got to like about a defensive player. They're, they're a bunch of dirty assholes. They go out yeah. there and, you know, wipe, you know, wipe out these, uh, your, your prized racehorse wide receivers right. and your running. Backs. Your you thoroughbreds of the field. The Gronkowski thing and your captain is America's Gronkowski is a, he's a piece of shit for what he did on that. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Dude. He's not known as a dirty player. And as much no. as I hate Gronkowski and the Patriots, He's not a dirty player, but that was a really fucking dirty hit. Yeah, he went I, full I, caveman. He even like, like stepped and then like went into him. Yeah, no, he it was like definitely like mocking him. It was like a wrestling thing. I have a theory about why the suspension was light. I, I have a feeling that um, Belichick's in, in tight with you know the guys that do this. And he, you know, he brought in so much money to the league through all his ratings and everything. He's probably like, let's just go easy on him. I, I talk to him. I'll deal with it. He probably had some kind of like. I'll I'll handle it, you know, get them off light or something like that. They or or they just did it, you know. If that was like, you know, a rookie off the off right. the bench that did that or something, they they wouldn't think twice. But because of their position, they was probably like, yeah, let let it go. The know? interesting thing is, they they each got one game suspension. In two weeks, the Steelers and the Patriots meet on like Sunday night football. Delicious. <laughs> and they'll delicious. both be there. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, it will be delicious. It'll be like the dirty bird in Atlanta. Delicious. Uh, I... The implosion of the the implosion of the stadium in Atlanta oh. recently. Bob, yeah. were you there? I was uh, actually in Philly for Thanksgiving during that, and uh, oh, I watched. The, uh, I love the Weather Channel video where the Marta truck gets in front of the uh, the implosion uh, and ruins it for that entire channel, which is oh. excellent. That's that's what you live for. <laughs> It wakes me up in the morning. <laughs> Dirty bird. 53-year-old Rafael Palmero eyeing a return to the majors. I mean, wow. this guy is the guy who blatantly, like, loudly and humbuggedly stated in court, I didn't take steroids, and then mm, testified for steroids. For everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tested positive for like cocaine and like that green stuff that turned the Hulk into the Hulk. Right, he had two vials of that and it was underneath his, <laughs> his, his dashboard, his peepee. 
Well, off the says, arrow, peeping the arrow. He says, no doubt I can make a comeback to the majors. Uh, he last played in 2005. Uh, yeah, right. Four times. Cupcake Sabathia <laughs> likes gluten free treats. Suck it. Please. <laughs> Cupcake Sabathia. You have no faith in Rafael Palmero making a comeback. What? There's no doubt in my mind I can do it. What, have you faced a major league pitcher recently who throws 96 at your face? Yeah. It's like the drunk guy at the end of the bar being like, Bob, there's no doubt if you and I start a business, like we're going to, like what he, what, like what that guy's doing, it, there's no doubt um, we're better. I, I know more. Bob, we, we, you know? There's no doubt that if I had but you, you're going down. Bob, I don't think so. I have some really smart people reading up in the Civil War for me. There's no doubt that his real name was Useless Grant, not Ulysses. No, actually, that's not true. He's a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine. We went. To, we had. We shame ate McDonald's last week. It was great. <laughs> yeah. we're, eat, we're eating our tweets and our feelings. Hey, hey I'll, I'll shut up for the rest of the sports with John, but I got to crowbar this in or I'll forget. McDonald's, there actually is a loophole, I think, to eating there. They have this classy menu now. Oh, do tell. Like, do tell. They have the classy menu now where they like, you can get like a McCafe, a vanilla latte, and then you can get like a salad. So you can be like, sweetie, I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting the Cobb salad. No carbs. Delicious. You know? There's always, I mean, there's a way you could say you're going there and there's like healthy options now. The salad dressing is like the equivalent to eating a Big Mac. It, what looks, good, it looks good on the receipt. That's about it. Oh yeah, and why do they always try to uh, hand feed you their apple pies? Would you like an apple pie with that? Um, I no, guess so. It's two for a dollar. It's cheaper if you get five. I don't want your apple. They're, they're little bars. It's like a movie theater. It's cheaper if you get a bathtub of popcorn. But what's they always try to push more food on you? It's cheaper if you get You're eight. Fucking McDonald's. You make cheeseburgers. You know, I'm Stick so right. sick and tired of these places. You make great to, cheeseburgers. Trying to be too classy. Like, there's these <laughs> establishments of life that you don't want classy. Like, 7-Elevens, don't, don't try to be something more than you are. Delis, diners, uh, yeah. dive bars. Right. 7-Elevens are trying to. Unupgraded. I notice more 7-Elevens have a digital menu above their food selection. Oh, no. And, and the food looks good in the menu. It looks awful on the thing. It looks like something that was microwaved and left out at a party and you found it in your couch. But I noticed like more and more they're trying to do that. And can we all agree there's nothing worse than when you're buying like something quick at the Sev and there's someone in front of you that's like, let me get four nachos. Let me get one of those pizzas. And then there's only one guy, so he has to put gloves on. And they're like, dude, microwave for them. I would. I would never do that. And I've ordered food from 7-Eleven before, like a, like a weirdo. I if there was somebody behind me, I would never be like... Ordered food? Yeah, yeah oh. I, got, I got a pizza once. from uh, The guy's name is Raja. So he, he calls it Raja Jean's Pizza. And he, he tried to upsell me. I was buying like a six-pack. He's like, you want to try pizza? It's fresh. I was like, yeah, I do. And That's I only had it reason. once. Never again. But he's like, Raja John Pizza. And I'm like, oh. all right. Anyway, I'm sorry. From around the NBA, the <laughs> Cavs <laughs> destruct and continue their winning ways over the Kings, 101-95. The Knicks win again against the Grizzlies, 99-88. Boston continues to dominate, 97-90 over the Mavs. Warriors, like I said, beat the Hornets, 101-87.
And the stupid Miami Heat lose to the Spurs again, 105-117. Eagles. Mm. Oh, I've liked all the, um, the responses. No uh, yeah, no. We pay attention. We have our favorites. We don't even cover the Flyers, Bob. We cover the Vegas Golden Knights because they're just cooler. They're the new uh, expansion like team. They have the best home record so far because teams go there and get hammered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just get, get fucking hammered, and uh, then you have to go out and play a hockey game. You're barfing. Yeah, that's what happens. Um, the Eagles this weekend, after a really uh, kind of eye-opener, maybe a, a game we really needed, a smack in the mouth, a sit-down um, and shut-up. I'm going to tell you something, you bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And a game where the referees uh, apparently were playing for Seattle, but you know I'm gonna I'm gonna lay all that aside. The Eagles did not take advantage of the opportunities, so you know whatever it is, what it is. But fuck, fuck the NFL. It felt like these backup cornerbacks had something to prove because everyone was saying the Legion of Boom is dead. We're gonna rip them apart. Uh, apparently, right now you can't touch an NFL wide receiver, or that's pass interference. Right. You can't touch them. Right. It's very. Yeah, it's, it's out of control. It was very lame. I wasn't really. A you big can't. Fan. You can't blow a breath in the direction without it being offensive contact. <laughs> you can't sneeze on his dick without it being called assault. So all the cream is rising to the top of the NFL. You know, like all in midseason when everyone's like, the Eagles oh are Super Bowl favorites. I was yeah. like, uh, keep that down. Because Silence. the Saints and the Vikings and the Rams and the Eagles and the Seahawks all look pretty decent right now. Uh, and they all have a lot more experience than we do besides the Rams. And that's who we play Sunday at 4.30. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You guys want to pick scores? Goff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to throw scores? Yeah. Throw scores out here? What do you have? I have Eagles over the Rams uh, 38 to 20. I have Eagles over the Rams 21-10. I have Eagles over the Rams, 31-19. So that's three for three. Like you're oregano. Eagles are going to come out pissed off. They just lost a game. They've been out there all week. And I liked everyone's responses. There was a bunch of quotes from defense yeah. and offense, and they were like, it stings, but we know what we got to do. We know we're we're good. We're, we're a great 10-2 team. And that, you know, I yeah. mean, traveling to Seattle – playing a Super Bowl champion organization team bitch of a place to play in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've been on the road for, what, three weeks now? No, nah, th- uh, this is – they played the Bears at home, and then uh, they they just oh, right. out to Seattle. So they're on, they're, they're on Seattle and then L.A. So. Got it. Who do they play next at home again? You going to the game, Clark? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, Cla- our friend Claus is in town this weekend. So oh. maybe if he wants to go. But uh, yeah, I know we're definitely gonna watch it. I don't know if we're gonna make a yeah. trek down there. I know, like John always said, it's better to watch on TV. Oh, NFL is way better on TV than it is on crap. Yeah, when you're at the stadium, right? You know what's going on. Yeah, and you know? like if you lose, then you gotta well, battle well, the the crowd. Then you the get traffic. Oh, I can handle the crowd here. There's no real fans here. Any other That's city, I might, might, but here I'd be like, who are the Eagles? And I'd be like, yeah, get on, get on yeah, your cell phone. Eagles fans, you know, they, they don't even show up. You know, they're, they don't do anything. Yeah. 
<laughs> They've got a lot more going there was, on. There were more Eagles fans at the Chargers game than Chargers fans. They did a picture of it. My buddy was actually that. in it. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Sean Green. so awesome. I think there were yeah, actually, actually more Steelers fans, too, than Chargers fans at the Eagles-Chargers game. Right. There's just random yeah. Steelers fans in the crowd that outnumbered the Chargers Fuck. fans. Fuck them. They're the worst. But they're uh they're tied for first. Chargers. Eagles. Go Eagles. Pack can pack. Our favorite hockey team. Yeah. Golden Knights. The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh currently. <laughs> in second place, eleven in and two at home. Their home winning streak continues uh to mount. Can we access? <laughs> The Apple Dick feed for a Floyd Money Mayweather update, Matthew. Floyd Mayweather, according to the Apple Dick feed, says he carried Conor McGregor during the Oscar De La Hoya rant. Floyd Mayweather may be retired from fighting, but that doesn't mean that he'll stop talking. The undefeated boxer has been busy traveling the world and enjoying the fruits of his labor after stopping Conor McGregor in the 10th round back in August. Mayweather has heard McGregor suggest that he be able to take the proper adjustments and beat him in a rematch. Oh, no, no, no. Mayweather says he carried him and would crush him if there were a rematch. However, there's no rematch. He's not going to do it. You know. Why would he even say it? Why? I mean, you won, so why do you have to... Say that. Because he's just he said he made a lab. In, in addition, he said uh, Mayweather... By the way, Bob, we give updates on Mayweather when he yeah. chokes. Cause, oh, that's fine. He's yeah. the guy we love to hate. And yeah, he's just... You're the professionals. We just love to hate him. So we love ridiculous. to hate him. We're, you know what we're I, uh, really doing, I, uh, Clark? We want to document a... the downward spiral where he loses all his money. Oh, yeah, you heard it here he first. He owes money to the IRS. It's going to happen. Yeah. He's living well outside of his means. When you make 40 or $50 million on a fight, you know, that's pretty hard to do, but apparently these assholes can do it. I know. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, he had problems, remember? Yeah, he said, too, he made it look good, the fight and all that, for money. But... Remember, he had problems. He was uh, before the fight. He owed the IRS twenty-two million. I read in, a, in an article, and yeah. he had like trouble paying that. So, I, looking at his spending, it doesn't money. The stuff adds up very quickly, you know. Yeah. So you can really blow through that much money pretty especially, quickly if you're if you're an idiot. Especially when you hide it in the wall and, and the mattress, and your your nanny yeah. steals it from you. And guess what? He's a, he's an idiot. Yeah, he has, he, grade. he has an eighth grade education. Yeah, and that eighth grade, I'm sure, was a fine scholarly eighth grade. One of the best, responsible yeah. for many stunads. Jesus Christ! Only the finest of Michigan schools that he went to, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's all I got. He's just talking smack. The Mayweather news feed has been kind of dull lately. He needs to, he needs to do he, something else. I think he's he's done, isn't he? He's done. He's done. Yeah, he's not fighting anymore, he says. He will, though, if uh, the the money runs low like it did yes. back in August. He's going to have to. <laughs> what is, what's going to happen is he's going to do another fight and lose, and he's going to have that perfect 50-0 and 0 be like 50-1. and 1. That's just going to, like, yeah. you know. Clark, whole- stop being a moron. He's stopping a moron. Anybody can blow through $50 million. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't invest any of it and get well, money to work short. for you. Yeah, yeah you, let's, know, let's, you know, let's have no long-term solutions. It's all just hookers and beer. Yeah, let's and let's make yeah golden crust cars, mats, cars, 
and and the merchandise. He's got all that merchandise. That's like the and best. I get to show pictures of my money on uh, on my Twitter account. Yeah, smart. That's what uh, economics one hundred and one taught you. Yeah. Let's get let's get a bunch. Sorry, John. Apple dick feed. Chris Pratt sitting sideline courtside at the Clippers uh, Wolves Wolves Clippers game. Tom Thibodeau looking ever penguinesque. You know, I I wanted to read the uh, like the front page of WWE on ESPN, which I still don't understand why WWE has a, a link in on ESPN.com. Uh, McMahon spices up Clash of Champions, continues to punish Zayn and Owens. Uh, that's like how bad it is now. I don't. I only know the name McMahon, and that's it. Yeah, really talking about this. You're fired. You're fired. This day in WWE history, Vince McMahon fired Eric Bischoff live on Raw, and that. Oh my gosh! Is that yeah. true? You'll take it again. Is that true? <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh there it is. It's sports with John. John. Heather, save yourself. Yeah, that is true. They brought him out. Vince was dressed like a judge. John, you know what you need to do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you need to do? Everybody, when they're having a kid, they post, like, the shower pictures and all that stuff that you should do. You guys need to start staging photographs of, like, you with a cigar on a lawn chair. Not lit, but implied that you're smoking around a pregnant woman. And she's like barefoot cooking like your dinner on a grill and be like, when you own a house, the king needs to get served. And and but but have her play along too. Like he's kind of a dick lately. Just so people are like, what the fuck? Right. You know. She's like so pregnant right now. Right. Like, like the, now the, it works. The, the photo op is is huge. Like before it was like, ah, well she's still like staying active. You know, she likes to cook. But now it's like, no, he needs to be like tending her. Like her cutting the grass. Yeah. You know, and you're yeah. like pouring, making lemonade, like a black guy is pouring you lemonade in the back. Like just yeah. all kinds of state. I would have a ball with that. I'm There'd so be endless... exhausted. You're pushing a lawnmower. I'm so we're exhausted over stressing chair. out over the fact that <laughs> I can't carry this baby, that I need to relax. Because <laughs> I carry it better. I you want to carry. I wish Maybe I could. I'll t- it hurts me. Maybe I'll tell Clark and Bob that the show's canceled because I can't fucking hear with the noise as she pushing the lawnmower in the back because it's too loud. <laughs> Or uh, or something like, um, gar- you know, you're in the front laughing, and you're like, something broke in the garbage disposal. I ain't put my hands in there, but she's leaning over it, putting her hands in there, like trying to get whatever's out. Yeah. You know? There's like glass beer bottles, like forming, like piled up too high in the in the garbage can. Yeah, and, hey, and you're you holding know, it ain't easy, so be bottles. careful. <laughs> you're holding hey, one of the suspect beer bottles? Yeah. You know, you be careful. I, I wouldn't put my hand in there. Yeah, I wouldn't touch Hey, Ashley changing kitty litter. Because they're not supposed to be around oh, kitty yeah. litter. And she so like, like, never touches that shit. She's like, oh, I ain't touching it. You know, but she's changing. But I'm too upset. I'm too exhausted. You have to help me. I would do it one. I would do the... the do you guys, Do you have a lawnmower? Or oh, does it, you, God, uh, yeah. The one... Yes, you in the lawn chair. With you drinking a Corona. And then her mowing the lawn in the background would be perfect. Oh, it'd be so good. Like obnoxiously and you know she's obnoxiously pregnant right now so obnoxiously pregnant oh right like, and you're... i'll be like sitting on the couch like a huge joint smoke <laughs> swirling up from it and she's like on a ladder painting the ceiling and this the paint's dripping on her 
if you if you if you even stage one of those like just harmlessly, yeah. just send it to me and I'll Photoshop like smoke coming out and like a pizza on the ground. <laughs> if the moment strikes, I if will the make moment, it happen. The moment strikes. If if the Kodak moment approaches, I'll do it. <clears throat> Thanks for jumping back on, guys, to uh, do a little sports with John. It was a great show tonight. Yeah, no, this is like a uh, almost like a two-hour blue vein diamond cutter. Well, let's keep going. Fuck it. It's rock and roll. Let's do it. Fuck. Keep going. Should we put tonight in the Dick Feed Fuck W the guy? wildfires over there, Clark. Come on, man. Yeah, Clark, oh, I'm not worried about him. It's not changing, not changing <laughs> my life. Holy <laughs> shit. Dude, oh someone gosh. I know, DJ Latin Prince video. Is that real? It's the wildfires, oh, dude. It looks insane. The Getty Center? Next yeah, the Getty. Is I mean, it gone? The mountains are on fire. Yeah, that's the fire I was talking about earlier. That's close to me. We're only like seven miles from, from the center. Can you see? It's, so the sky's red out there. All right, all right. Let's, yeah. let's, let's full stop here. Clark, you said those fires are seven miles away. What if that thing jumps the interstate? Can it? You do. Well, it's what? the way it is. It's not the uh, the 405 goes like this way. The other one goes this way, and we're like on the other side of that. It would have to jump like two large freeways mm. and go through like a concrete, you know. Mm. Um, Which it would be very if if it jumped that it's far. Not yeah, if it jumped that far, it would be a very devastating fire because it would have taken out like a lot of things in its path. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I apologize for my aggressiveness there, though. No, I like. I wanted to. I wanted to jump. I want to evacuate and get out of work for a couple of days. Like, I want to. <laughs> want to pack yeah. the pets up. Jet well, and they they closed down our our uh, investigative office over there. So. Oh really? In Valencia. Yeah, that's where like the big one is. Yeah. Yeah, they're done. They're out. That's where the Rye Fire is, not to be confused with the Thomas Fire. That's what's good about fires, though. They all have cute names. Like, the Thomas Fire is the oh, one. Do they? Last, last month so of the last... So cute, burning down thousands of homes. The Look at little, little legend that could fire. Last month was the Latuna Fire. It sounds like a nice sandwich. Give me the Latuna. Latuna. Yeah. I'll take it without mayo, okay? I'm watching my way. Without mayo. I'm watching my girlish fig for John's nups. Yeah. John's nups. Nups. There's nuptials. There's a uh, video of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker fighting with their lightsabers, and instead of the lightsaber strike noise, you know, like the, it's a yeah, Michael it's Jackson like, noise. Like a, That's pretty awesome. amazing. Pretty amazing. I'm gonna slice that, but ginger. Hey, what about uh, what about Roy Moore? Oh, oh that yeah. clown. How is, I mean, has he been I'll convicted? Be, you guys, are you guys going to be on for a few minutes? I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go. John and I will is, take it. What, what, is he convicted? Is he? No. No, it's He's all allegations. And to a certain extent, you know, yeah, there are allegations. But. Allegations. There, there, I think it's like nine allegations. What? You know? Yeah, hey, see. When there's more than one... And you're banned from a shopping mall. John, John Hassinger, when was the last time you were banned from a shopping mall? I just want to want to get that on the record here. Never. Yeah, usually exactly. Usually the guy that's banned... Freak. Usually you're the guy that's freak. banned from the shopping mall. They have a... Um, 
a composite artist drawing of you and uh <laughs> you're usually wearing some sort of like disguise in that composite uh mm. rendering of your of your face you know like i remember in fort lauderdale the uh the galleria mall there on sunrise yeah yep. uh, there was a there was a you know keep an eye out for this creep show and it was some drawing of some some man wearing like a safari hat yeah and i was like well yeah. uh yeah. i don't think he'll be wearing the safari hat anymore it's not as cool as that one not by a long dick but like seriously <laughs> you are running for the united states senate and you have a responsibility uh i think when you run to maintain the morals of that seat and this asshole uh, more and what about the people completely putting it's it's and it's all and what pisses me off more about it is it's putting party over country at this yeah, point yeah right and i'm you guys are talking about roy moore yeah oh yeah right. Bannon down there Bannon not an alabamian down there yelling it's just dude that guy bannon that guy is so fucking crooked. There is so much dirt that will come out on that guy, I guarantee you. I finally like saw his face with his name under it for the first time. You know, I've always heard his name, seen his name, but never saw like his face. He he looks just like a complete creep and like he's he's got his hands in all this mess. He just seems yeah. like an asshole. I don't trust him. I'm judging yeah. a book by its cover. Yeah, no, he's creepy. That haircut, and it's just his face. He just looks. There's like sores on it, you know, like a like a meth addict. You're talking about Bannon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sores. He's a. a, And I can confirm this. He's a huge drinker. I knew it. Oh yeah. I look. He looks like it. I knew it. That makes sense when you said that. Yeah. Full blown alcoholic. Yeah. You don't drink. We don't drink here on the show. <laughs> get my eighth beer. Never. No, but he. Who even is he? It's nice, nice too. He's the uh, edit. He's the chief of Breitbart, the 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 Republican um, media company. Yeah, he was back to that. Uh, yeah, man. septic tank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> septic tank. And he's he's helping. Uh, howdy, duty molester. No. Well. I don't know why anyone cares about this he boy just more. He down today. He 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 got uh, he was pissed off at Romney. He wants to blow up. Yeah, the yeah I heard that. Yeah. He's yeah, just, he, that's all he wants to do is blow up the establishment. He does nothing good no. for any. He, no, drinks, he, he, he he drinks his face off and then he blows up the establishment when he goes. In the morning. Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's a piece of shit. He's an instigator. Sorry, I mean to cut off. Yeah, he, he's an instigator, oh. and he uh, he he was comparing Romney like he said, you know. None of his sons or him served in the military. This guy did. He has more American in his blood. And I'm like, why? Are you, first of all, why are you defending Roy Moore? Why is what anyone jumping on that? Serve? What kind of election serve? is happening in December anyway? What kind of fucking election is this? I thought I knew politics, but November 4th is it? What are we doing with, uh, voting in December? What is this? What kind of election is this? I don't get it. Did somebody all die? In the- unraveling. I really don't know. I don't know what election is happening in December. Maybe you can tell me. We, don't we know. do that for the uh, the seats that become vacant uh, for whatever reason, you know, with Jeff Sessions in Alabama. Got it. Okay. Roy Moore's seat that that 
it becomes vacant and you hold a special election, usually it's the first Tuesday, first full week Tuesday in uh, December. So the election is on Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Uh, next, yeah, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <sighs> what a mess. And now, this guy is a child molester that our president has endorsed. Where yeah. are we as a country? Where are we? Uh, we are in the upside down. We are, we are certainly upside down. Where are we? Yeah. We really are. He was banned down. from a mall for picking. He said things like, this is a quote. Uh, I never dated a, a you know young girl without her parents' permission. So he's a he's a polite molester. You know he gets the. I remember. First. I remember having to uh, get the uh, parents' permission when I was dating girls in high school. You know, I remember that. Yeah, right. But you weren't thirty six. Yeah. Instead of yeah. funding education and science, we're funding. He's wild. Weapons. And here's the deal. Here's the deal with all. Here's the, th- here's the thing. Now look, we are completely polluted in our political system. I th- it just like wipe it all out. If you know, perfect situation. This isn't going to happen. This is you know Bob's perfect world. Yes, the future, right. where Danica Patrick is president. Oh, I'm kidding. Just but I'll take it. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a regular king, regular Jimmy Johnson. Lows. Yeah, and she's pretty feisty. She'll do some things. She'll fight Russia. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> I uh, I was listening to some podcast the other day, and I heard someone basically express their fear of women inheriting the earth. Oh my and gosh! I thought, you know, <laughs> what does everyone <laughs> scream at their like most frightened moment? Mommy, mommy, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we need a little mother's so touch. Screams. So my son screams when I wipe his butt. <laughs> In the morning. Mommy. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having a, having more of a, a womanly touch involved? It's fine. But in a perfect Bob world, here's what we do. We wipe the slate clean, and we go strictly education and health care. Amen. Amen, girlfriend. Hallelujah. Start from there. All for that. Yeah, I agree. Education is the key. You you fix that. You get people educated. You know everybody the has an equal opportunity to make better of themselves. And if they can't do that, then woe be it from them. You know, but we're going to take the people that want to take that opportunity and and yeah. you know bring them. You know, these are going to be the people that are going to run the country when yes. we're dead and gone. Right, or when we're really old and dying, and we need like a stable system to keep us alive and to, to reach keep it going. Three hundred years old. Yeah. I like a nice guy. Science. Help me out. Fuck. You know, it's like, I think when we're 50, all that will be like flipped over because we'll be calling all the shots. Not all these old white skeletons. I don't know, John. I think we're, we're in a bad situation right now where I think we're actually lapsing. We're we're lapsing back into almost like the 1960s and fifties. And it's going to take us, we're going to lapse back into that. And it's going to take us, it's going to throw us, it's going to take a lot to throw us back over. It's like we uh, we accidentally bought the sports almanac, and there's an alternate reality, and we have to we have to get back to the original. Morning, yeah, we have to fix that because it's skewed. It's alternate nineteen. It's your kids, Marty. Something's got to be done about your kids. Duh. What happened, Doc? Your daughter marries a black man. Oh, well, I'm, well, I'm okay. I'm okay Fuck with that. Kids. Oh, 
Oh, I mean, tell Donald Trump he needs to go in the food service business. <laughs> and what's the deal with Trump uh, recognizing? Hold on one sec. Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Why was that news today? Isn't Tel Aviv their capital, or is that wrong? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, but they're going to recognize uh, it all has the religious stuff, uh, and it's all about his base, John. I know. It's all about his base. Yeah, That's he's it. playing to his crowd. It's so amazing. He's such like a mindless, just yes man almost to his audience. Well, yeah, and they're a bunch of fucking idiots. Right. They're the dumbest of the dumb. Sick and tired of it. The masses are asses. Sick and tired of it because it's ruining this country. It really is. You're right, man. We did like take like a 40-year uh, like uh, U-turn. If Matt Clark continues this podcast on the podcast, it's going to ruin this fucking country. It's going to ruin everything you know and you're trying to teach your kids. <laughs> Matt Clark is a great American. Oh, you're back. Sorry, buddy. Good what? Friend of mine. I know. What were you guys talking about? I know about him. Furthest ever supermassive black hole reveals the early universe. Bob, did you know about this? Eh, dude, we're 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 a speck of dust floating through the I galaxy, know. millions of miles an hour, and it doesn't matter. It's all it could all end tomorrow. You know, who knows? Right? Uh, yeah. And none, was none of this bullshit matters. No, none of it does. True. It really doesn't. As long as you can put Speak it. Speak the of king's your, English. Put it out of your your. Your, your eyesight Lexicon. and your perif. Yeah. Yes. Just get and it out. You don't, you don't want for a monarchy. And I don't think it's ignorance. I think it's... Um, I don't know. What is, what is it called? What acceptance. are we doing? It's acceptance. It's acceptance. acceptance. Right. That it's just always going to be crazy and dramatic and they're not crazy. really going to... Yeah, but, no but you want to have a healthy, healthy diet of acceptance and a healthy diet of also reality. So. Right. right. Yeah, it, it's like how you – okay, so the other day I was with this guy, Andrew. We were eating food out of a trash can, and we thought about mm. – wait a second. Did I say that out loud? Did I think that or did I say it? Am I talking Does out loud? Does he use his pants as a girl? Uh, yes, we, we did. Okay. Yes, we're okay. talking out loud. Yes, All right. that's true. Continue, please. You know, I always get confused about the capital of Georgia. Uh, I know all the capitals. I know all the capitals in the states. But hmm. Georgia and then Vermont and New Hampshire, I always fuck up. Atlanta is apparently the capital. For some reason, I thought it was Augusta. Oh, I always think up. it's Augusta. Well, used to be Augusta. Yeah, what is the deal? Why? What, is, that a, is that the Mandela effect? I, I was like, no, it's Augusta. But they changed it in like the 30s or something, or the 1800s. I thought, I thought like, nah, maybe the last 10 years. But I swore as a kid, I was taught like Augusta was the capital. You know what capital. they teach you as a kid, and they're so stupid, this is why it fucks you up. They go... It's Atlanta, but it used to be Augusta. Right. Oh, well, now That's... I remember both. And they're just going to flip-flop yeah. in my brain when I'm right. demanded to remember. Jude education? Is, is, are yeah. you guys all the same Jude education? Yeah. 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 Social studies. We're both wired. So, yeah, there you go. You know, Were, bunch did you of go to St. Jude? Terrible. No, I went to Methacton. Oh, yeah, sounds, sounds swanky. Uh, but no, my, not but at all. New <laughs> No. New Hampshire and Vermont, Montpelier and Concord, can, can, can never get them right. Don't, uh, I don't know how to alliterate to them. Go with alliteration like, well, N stands for this, which goes with this. I, right. I can't. Can't get those two together. Cutting Edge Radio. Montpelier. <laughs> but what is it? It's, Mon, it's Concord, Vermont, right? Concord, New uh, Hampshire. Yeah, know. see, I don't know. 
don't know. By the way, I took bath salts earlier. I inhaled them, so I'm not. I'm, I don't know if I'm talking to you guys or hot water. I can tell right you're now. a little off. You guys have Christmas trees. <laughs> Do you guys like Christmas? Actually, I think mine's on yet. Hot water. What's that? I no, this mind. weekend. Mine's on fire. I smell gas. Mine's on fire. Actually, gas. I do because my heater downstairs is no longer working, so it's oh, just no. pushing gas out. Oh. No. Bob. Be careful. Is yeah. it cold there? What, what's the tempo? Bob's a man's man. Oh, Thirty-five. Oh damn! It's, it's snowing it's gonna... today. It's snow today oh, down that's here. Right. It's oh, gonna gosh. drop here too. To like the sixties, fifties. Oh, my heart bleeds for you. Eek. Eek. I'm have, I'm opening the chilly every window 60s. in the house. Oh yeah. So Clark, outside of the fires, what's the uh, temperature like? No, it's it's been chillier. One hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, it, this is a great time of year for the weather. It was uh, rained a little bit at night the other day. It rains like twice a year. Sixty-seven oh. right now. So insane. Oh. Yeah, high this week is going to be. Um, well, we're back up to 80 on Sunday, but... Okay. Yeah, 70s most of the week. I'll take it. And that's 80 at like 2 p.m. It'll be like 68 that night, so it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize uh, Eminem went religious. Uh, I didn't realize that... Okay, did you read about this, how people are flipping out, how he said retarded? No. God's given me all this. Still, I feel no different regardless. Kids look at me as a god. This is retarded. If only they knew this is a facade and it's exhaustive. He just I said know the it lyric. it rhymes with all He's those rap. other words. <laughs> right. It's like, come on. Yeah. That is yeah, a word yeah. that doesn't mean, like, mentally challenged. He said that in interviews, too. Like, he uses... He says fag a lot and stuff. Yeah. He said in an interview, like... It, that's kind of how I grew up. That's yeah. you know, that's what you said. That's how I grew up too. I, I don't say it like that, but I, it's not. I'm not really calling you a derogatory slur. It's just like a. It's calling you like a dick or something. You know, I'm not calling you an actual penis. Right. I didn't use that word specifically for gay people. I used it. I didn't even know what they were when I was using that word. Right. Exactly same here. You're gonna you're gonna get after this guy for using the word retarded when he uses the N word in his songs, and he's a white guy doing it. No, he doesn't use the N word, Bob. Yeah, Eminem doesn't? doesn't say the N word. Nope. He even will rhyme, and it will sound like the N word is coming, and he'll like blank, criminal. He'll like blanket, and then it'll yeah. go to the to the next word. Like he'll bleep it out. Almost. Like you want to fuck me up say after it. saying the word? Blank. Yeah. Well, so, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. You know who does say the N-word, though? Donald Trump, a lot. He says uh, nigger, which I, it's an offensive word, but he says it a lot. No, yes. that's not true. In the White House. In the White House. No, I can't back that up. That's not true. Yeah. That's one of those words you don't touch. But the other ones, um, while, I guess, offensive, I, it's, it's a fine line, I, I think, between mm. like free speech and... Uh, we're going to send a mob after you because you said a word I disagree with. Because once that's clean, then somebody's going to say something like, I'll tell you, like, I was at a party last year and somebody asked me like for work and they were like, where's so-and-so? I was like, oh, they're manning the front desk. And they were like, uh, I don't know if I'd say manning. People might get offended. Oh, shut and the I, fuck up. And, I, and my jaw drops. And I, and I just, I broke character. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yo, but like, stop like, it. Hey. Stop. And somebody else was there like, are you a snowflake? And I was like, thank you. 
It's like, <laughs> don't you just want to keep it that way? Like, have us, you know, guarding things. I mean, we're the physically stronger race, so you should keep that up. Like, keep referring to it as Manning once you I all just take got a, over. I just got a fire alert from Apple. I don't know what this means. Uh-oh. Fire danger. Please stay alert and watch the news. I've never seen this. What is this? What's this is, going uh, on? This is Big Brother. Where's Stop your wife that. saving you? Where's your wife, buddy? She's watching Real Housewives in the other room. Mm. Oh, it's like just burn. Let it burn. LA's gonna fry tonight. Well, I got a uh, eight AM uh what's it called? Yeah. Ultrasound tomorrow morning. Ooh, regular piggly wiggly piggly crap. Seven in the morning. This is a great show, guys. So, this is thanks fun. Thanks for hopping back on, boys. Appreciate it. It's a three hours. I was worried. I know. It's a three hour diamond cutter. We'd like to thank so much, Bob, for being back on the show. Please yes. come back. It's always fun. We uh, rocking and rolling. Love it. And uh, thanks for sticking with us, listening to the show. You can tweet us at the underscore podcastle and snap, snap away us. at nerd. Sorry. Three five. And listen on iTunes, Spotify, oh. Podbean. The gentleman in charge of being a southern gentleman during the antebellum era, Mr. Bob, to the man in charge of doing some hot dogging and digging grilling tomorrow while his wife cuts the lawn, John Hastinger, to the man that's hoping not to be charred to death tonight, Matthew Clarkson. Thank you for listening, and good night, everybody. Trust. That's me. Process. <laughs>
four, you get a poster right there. 